I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Hey, welcome to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast. I'm your host, Rod. Joined as always by my co-host, Karen. And we are live on a Saturday, ready to do some podcasting right in the middle of the lunch hour. You can find us everywhere that you find podcasts. Look in the show notes. That's how you leave feedback. That's how you get your voice heard on the show. Mm -hmm. And that's what we're about to get into today it's a feedback show guys that's what we do on saturdays around here um and uh yeah you know without further delay just know leave us five star reviews okay we like them we love those five star reviews it helps the show out we like to hear the feedback we try to make sure we read all of them as long as they're five stars and as long as they're nice you yes, know sir. even if you gotta be critical at least be constructive with it you know come on plus we leave other places for you to be critical emails and stuff but be nice on the five star reviews okay <laughs> that's all we're asking I think. That's all. we don't have high demands over here yeah uh but also there are people who give us money okay there are people that take the time out to go to our website the black guy who tips.com on the right hand side turn your phone sideways if you have to there's a place where you can give us money you can donate to the show one time recurring times any denomination is fine and we give you the shout out no matter what so let's shout those people out may i have your attention you are now listening to charlotte's own rod and karen Welcome the good folks who tie to the Black Diamond Tips. That's right. New money, new honey. Let's talk about it. Jane, recurring donator Jane M, Laura E, Bomani Jones, y'all know him, Noel W, Nick Z, Sonya B, Pete B, David from Brooklyn, Johanna M, Pretty Ricky, what they call him, Ricky A, Douglas R, Cavis D, uh, Laura F, Chris from Hawaii, Corey Detecula, April G, Tabitha M, and Alexis H. Thank you so much, everybody. Took the time out to donate to the show. We appreciate y'all. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. All right, let's talk about the people that left us five-star reviews okay so i think something's happening where we're getting the reviews later than y'all are posting them Mm -hmm. because both of these say they're from the 11th and 12th and that's over 10 days ago i really do not remember reading these last two reviews maybe i did and we just reading them again but y'all let me know yeah I, i think that they're posting them late but when they when they come in the day that the person submitted it is the date that they posted yeah. right so the first one is from little pistol grip this is why i'm like i don't, I don't remember. remember this i, I would have laughed about that i don't remember pistol grip little pistol grip says reformation five stars i used to be dirty on these podcast streets just selling my body giving my ears to any podcast with sound airpods on the nightstand all waxy from use <laughs> testify 
then i found the church of rider karen now i'm free from busting my ear flaps all the way open to some strange cast i barely know i'm a changed man i go to sleep and have breakfast with my podcast we out in public together don't speak to us Mm. oh shit i like this love affair you love to see it yeah we do okay that's what we hear we we trying to get y'all off of the streets and get y'all into the pews all right <laughs> awkward to get y'all live, live them straight and narrow podcast lives uh if that's what you want you know the rest of y'all if y'all need to bust it open on saturday and come in here on sunday that's fine uh we gonna get you eventually funny from awkward cc ah! says when you say is the easiest money i made since i was hooking i crack up every time three laughing emojis thank you i feel like i've only said that one time but sure thank you everybody who left feedback uh left the five star reviews thank you y'all. we do let's get into the comments that you left on our website the blackouttips.com is the website uh you can also put tbgwt.com it'll take you there as well mm-hmm. um so the first uh episode was our feedback episode it was episode 2694 from bgol to tbgwt and uh apia says karen and rod if you are ever in frank that the frankfurt airport tell me we live 25 minutes from it and you are always invited to visit meet the apia family family oh if we ever make it out there it's very nice of you i feel weird about layover visits and here's why the airport is never a convenient place to meet it's a hub of leaving or going but it's not a hub of hanging out you know what i'm saying like i've had friends that stop in charlotte and be like i'm in your city right now i'm like oh where what's up where you at and it's like at the airport i'm like nigga that's like telling me you might as well be on the airplane <laughs> the fuck i'm supposed to do with that information the particularly i don't know how it is where you have but particularly where we are i was like nigga i can't even go in there unless i got a fucking ticket like you're gonna have to come outside yeah there's no place like you can catch an uber and meet me somewhere mm-hmm. but if you're not if and i don't blame you if you don't want to do that mm-hmm. I, I don't think that's reasonable right but it's like if you in my city for an hour at the airport you're really not here no you're not you know mm-hmm. you're in a trans transient state a transitional phase yeah of the airplane like i guess uh shout out to you you know but we're not <laughs> we're not gonna do anything that's not like enough that. time to do anything dog i like stop i don't know anyway it's just hilarious when people do say that yeah and you be like well you i'm at the airport i i, I got a 30 minute layover nigga i can't make it there in 30 minutes yeah it could be uh three hours and i it's still i'm not paying for airport parking i'm not taking an uber for them to drop me off so i can walk around the airport hoping to see you even though i don't have a ticket you can't come out nope because i it, can't go in right like what the fuck are we talking about because if you come out you got to go through the process all over again you got to go all the way back mm-hmm. in yeah like it's just it's very inconvenient like, yeah, it's just hilarious when people say that like that's a convenient thing to do yeah oh yeah also it's never planned it's never like they hit me up like three days before and be like i'm gonna be in your city for eight hours it's always like hey man i got a layover what what you doing I'm like <laughs> my, living my life <laughs> anyway uh no comments on the youtube let's check the spotify and then we'll oh the poll the poll is do you watch the nba playoffs yes a lot a little or not really uh 38 a lot i'm i'm in a definitely a lot uh category 32 percent a little that's me because i be dozing off to sleep and shit and 29 percent not really um and then let's check the uh the poll on the spotify 
and it's 21 percent a lot 21 percent a little and 58 percent not really so way more people that don't really watch it um over there with the moneyed people Mm-mm, they got shit to do they probably place bets uh as as and mo as five was the comment <laughs> i want a name james says the last thing i want to watch is an amateur porn scene where they have an nba playoff game playing on their tv set also they are where there are way worse porn titles please don't google ghetto gaggers uh yeah i feel like first of all porn is so fucking weird because clearly it's in our id subconscious somewhere that somebody won't see that shit because it's still around you know what i mean like like i feel like porn is this thing where everyone can only talk about what they don't like or are disgusted by in public yeah but clearly behind the scenes some math is mathing to where like because porn titles go defunct all the time because people ain't watching them or whatever Mm -hmm. clearly some of these motherfuckers got stand power because there's some people that's into that shit yeah some genres just never go away they might call them different things but you like oh i know that's what they used to call that but it's the same thing yeah but clearly like somebody want to see that shit i don't Mm -hmm. know who or why or what and i'm not even and i swear to god i'm not judging yeah. most people say they're not judging they really be lying like all all, all this stuff is bullshit all, we're so conflicted about sex mm-hmm. as human beings like puritanical church shit is fucking us up moralistic shit our politics is fucking us up our virtue signaling like aspirationally what we want people to think we're into right all that stuff is fucking people up um shame is fucking us up mm. how we feel about sex work versus how we feel about the people that consume sex work right. all of that stuff is extremely like we're extremely hypocritical and I, I i rarely see people talk about it in this way um but but it is very much that you know it's don't kink shame but then the second anything is one degree away from some shit you into you shaming like yeah you, and, and i've seen people publicly do that a lot where you be like okay cool like like it's one of the things well i'm like yeah do what you want to do love what you want to love but if for them personally if it's something outside their realm they'll do the same thing that they claim everybody else is doing we also assume anything somebody's watching they're secretly either into or they're hiding a secret or they would do that shit which i i don't think is true no. you know i think a lot of fantasy is escapism and stuff i think yes. there's a lot of deep shit about it um i just stick to the jokes because it's just easier to make fun of it because i know deep down everybody knows what i'm talking about mm-hmm. even if they don't want to admit it they're like oh yeah that is funny because we all do watch that shit yes sir but i just think um honestly at this point you're probably the weirdo if you're not if you don't watch porn people are probably more wary of you than than if you do so who fucking knows now but yeah it, it's funny when you say don't google ghetto gaggers i'm not into it you know i've seen those videos it's not my thing Mm -mm. but when it's still happening it's like well somebody is into this shit yes they are a lot of somebody's yeah um nelson says yo you took me back with the bgol message board i downloaded so much porn from there me too bro i used to pornography on there um now i think that's what the board was basically for you know what else i downloaded off of there music uh mixtapes um like movies like that it became the plug when i was in like college and shit it was like uh you could go on there and find like you know the 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 dj clue mixtape 
from 1998 that you could only get at the bootleg for like one summer right you could find that shit and it could be like 2004 so mm-hmm. it was like mm-hmm. they they just had shit and of course um being that it was black girl online there's like an affinity within the circle of people you know you're talking to mostly like black people or people that like black women uh sexually because a lot of them don't like black women for real for real. right they just like, like most them. men yeah they like them sexually yes. yeah like most men they don't like women you see what i'm saying so it's like i'm here to jack off but man i hate bitches and you're like all right well all i did right but yeah, also like you, you be looking like yeah you the same person to be scaring off the hoes talking about where the hoes go mm-hmm. you scared them off the hoes don't like to be around places where they don't feel safe yeah i think also this is one of the reasons like internet culture has always fascinated me because i can look back and see the inner workings of like hotel movements um from those boards uh gamergate stuff like you see like where people started going down those paths and a lot of that's through online social media connections and stuff uh and then ty flo just says they don't make them like they used to i know that is funny like west coast productions who used to make all this like popular black porn Mm -hmm. you know and i'm sure like there's uh we'll never get it because they're black but man what i would do for like a behind the scenes expose because there's so much shit that happened with porn oh excuse me black porn at that time right that is fascinating to me um you know there was a dude that had like hiv and uh on the set at one point and nobody else got it because they just like shut that shit down um and i think he's still alive somewhere but he don't obviously he can't work in the industry anymore right but like it's, it's funny because black people don't have the budgets and the and the and, the, and the, the the opportunities but i'd love to someone to take a behind the scenes of just not just porn but like the black porn that that was popular be like what happened to this company you know how did how did how did us downloading this shit fuck up their money how did Mm -hmm. um you know their scandals with like mr marcus and stuff and like it's just a bunch of shit that i'm like curious about that you've heard stories behind but nobody's ever because of shame yeah because Mm -hmm. of shame and because of um you know the fact that it's you know black you're never gonna get an expose but i bet people are interested in that shit even if they don't know or it's like if they heard the story they'd be like oh that is interesting but they'll never know yeah cause yeah 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 there's a lot of things you know you want to know and uh when a lot of people because of their personal hang-up on porns they fail to realize porn stars actually are safer than the general population because right. they are literally tested all the time when you got niggas out here they know they got shit they won't get their ass tested to find out what the fuck they got you know and it's more people walking around here with shit that know and and you know just fucking people are not saying uh don't go get tested but they're like no my job i have to be tested i have to be clean yeah that's true all right let's get to the next episode uh episode 2695 critical base theory uh we got three comments on here uh apia says i see nothing wrong with what the school psychologist did he's the one that made the kids write about write their obituaries talking talking with 16 17 year olds about death and life reviews is even in countries with little gun violence is a good idea it's not like teenagers aren't confronted with death even if it's not their own death right uh they have older family members talking to them about their lives might be interesting and rewarding and it's something that will affect everyone someday yeah on the side people act like they don't want to talk about it but what about some of these 
uh, 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 children who actually might need help for the fact that COVID took out a lot of parents, a lot of grandparents, a lot of uncles, a lot of aunts. And so for people to be like, well, we don't want to talk about death. Well, if these children, a percentage of them, particularly here in, in the States, particularly if you're black and brown, had a higher percentage of losing family members to this, yeah, they have been confronted with death. Like you said, not their own, but death is around them. And people act like you're just supposed to protect children from death at all costs, but you can't. <laughs> no matter how hard you try, you just can't. And so, you know, it's just one of those things where you know you don't want to scare them, and it is an appropriate age to bring it to them for them to kind of analyze it a little bit more in-depth and try to be like, hey, you know what, think about your actions. Think about your future. Don't do dumb shit and stuff like that uh, because – a lot of young people, include myself, you know, up until to you get into your in your early twenties, you almost think you're invincible until you realize you're not. Yeah, I just think um, anytime we're talking about death and stuff like this with kids, I keep coming back to I could un- almost understand where you're coming from, except that we are literally <laughs> letting these kids go to school thinking they will be killed by gunfire every day so to me you lost the argument of we gotta fire this guy he's got kids thinking about death well every time we do an active shooter drill and i know that the people in the government aren't won't ban assault rifles won't do anything to curb the 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 kind of people that can get a gun and shit it really makes me feel like the, the kids are already thinking about death so why are we even in denial right now right and it, and it's bullshit because now and i said it before and i and i'm seeing uh you know kind of more of this you have a generation of children that are living long enough to be in two and three mass shootings be it at school be it in public and shit like that so you have a generation where hey they was thinking about this and they've been thinking about this and this is their second or third time and some of them possibly may just barely be teenagers in their early 20s so yeah they're going to be thinking about death because of the policies and procedures you make so us talking about it is worse than somebody actually coming up and shooting up the school it makes no sense yeah the school shooters have grown up as with school shootings now Mm-hmm. that's how long it's been happening at this point like the kids who shoot up the schools are the kids that went through the drills sean says i agree with y'all on the psych teacher actually doing the right thing active shooter drills are traumatizing for many children but provided support beforehand and considering mortality is good for the students mental health about one in five teenagers have seriously con- contemplated suicide before graduating high school so it's not like even without the insanely high school high number of school shootings interacting with death is a reality for many high school students a gender non-conforming friend of mine in high school took her their own life when i was in high school would a class on considering mortality and grief have been helpful before that happened hell yeah uh unfortunately it happened in florida which is a right to work for a lower salary and worse conditions and be fired on a whim state so not sure how much remote recourse the teacher will have ev says if i see a guy throwing money in the street give a uh, to give away and a bunch of other people are grabbing it i most likely wouldn't give it back but if the family is asking for people to return it i'm not gonna lie i would be checking their social media accounts first before determining if i will or not if they're maga i'm keeping that shit <laughs> well it sounds like your default would be to give it back if they're not though interesting so here's the poll would you have given the ho- given the oh wait i'm sorry one more comment on youtube um tamik says was the fr- was the chicken fry hard took me all the way down <laughs> but the jesus had a fish fry made me wheeze karen you are legit hilarious you don't need not one course program lesson you are just funny oh thank you baby um i agree um 
and then uh the poll would you have given the highway money back to the family yes or no oh i thought we already asked we already you asked me this uh uh no okay karen would have kept the money yeah because like you say i couldn't be like real is this a hypothetical world that we made up when we was having this conversation mm-hmm. so uh no because one of the things where i'd be like no i give you this money back and now i'm arrested i'm good right and you took it in the first place in the hypothetical world but you wouldn't give it back Mm-mm. so 21 percent, 22 percent say yes 78 percent say no they're with karen on this one um let's check the what they believe on the website uh, same exact percentage so um wow people would not get the money back i, I hear y'all though yeah because like i said in, in the quote-unquote real world i wouldn't touch it at all you know i know but I, we're talking about mm-hmm. a hypothetical world where we took it so i hear it uh white family uh target is having a reparation sale that's the comment <laughs> The white family says, let's be real. Somebody throwing 200K out the window. That's white people news. Uh, black folks ain't, ah! black folks ain't that trusting of our family members with that much money. Vita says, I heard the price is so low. It's a real punch in the face. <laughs> wow. Oh, that's good. Jane says, imagine spending on those reparation sale items with your Harry Tubman dollar bills at Target. Right. Uh, Ryan Gulledge says, if it's a real reparation sale, the whole store should be free for black people. Well, that's what got that lady in trouble. Uh, it got so. <laughs> oh, yeah, it is. Because she came in there, she was like, I don't know what y'all talking about. Right. It was a five finger discount for everything. I got receipts. The receipt you paid for my great 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 grandfather, nigga. I want my free shit. I got the receipt, the boat, the chains. My family last name is Target. How you think we got Target as a last name? <laughs> ain't no targets in africa um got so 808 says i was operating a crane when the sore ratchets audio messed up and rod went off and i had to stop the machine because i was in tears i really needed that laugh thank you i don't even remember what happened with the audio that got messed up i remember it was playing the commercial in the background you were trying oh, to get to stop yeah <laughs> it was just playing <laughs> people love mistakes <laughs> i mean honestly i don't is they're honestly is i love it brings us all back down to even because it's like yes nobody's perfect i can sit up here for hours to try to think of something like funny and and i really i mean i get paid money to be funny and all this stuff and then i could just be like oops i played the wrong sound and it's like god damn i almost died on the crane at work <laughs> uh all right the next episode is 2696 chat gpt wrote this jamil says just from hearing the details it's clear to me that tori spelling is a no washcloth and just let the water run down her legs white oh I mean, no the evidence is the evidence <laughs> Abia says i checked the winning afro out and it is impressive eve says TripAdvisor isn't the only one guilty of fake reviews. Have you ever gone on Yelp and you see a place highly rated, then you go there and the food looks nothing like the pics and don't taste anything like it's described? That's why I don't trust reviews anymore. Oh yeah, I was trying to tell Karen this and when we were in New York. Um, New Yorkers don't write in. Okay, I know that it's just, I don't know. I, I just haven't been to the part of town or whatever. But right. on DoorDash, um, she wanted to order like some sushi and I was like, yeah i've had the sushi here before and you really can't trust it off of doordash reviews and she was just like you know it's karen she's gonna do what she wants to do whatever (laughs) i said anyway um 
and so uh she, it got there and it was mushy and she didn't like it and, and it got there quick too i was like the fuck is this i know you can't make sushi this quick which was raise all types of red flags like the fuck is this right so she had to learn from her own experience even though i had you know my experience and i of course let her order what she wanted to order and then i ordered some different shit because i was like i know it's gonna be whack when it get here and it was whack when it got there um it was whack they pulled they pulled that shit off a shelf that's been sitting there three days i was like the fuck is this that shit was soft and mushy it was like everything they described they took it they blended it up together and put some uh rice wrap around it fuck them it was it was whack and and not good and she didn't finish it and it was expensive and all this stuff but it's fine my point being you're absolutely right you can't trust those reviews and um i and 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 i think is yeah it's yelp it's door it's everywhere you can't truly trust the reviews a hundred percent of the time uh she said i usually go by to places by word of mouth or if i want to try it myself because the menu looks interesting i don't even pay attention to the bad reviews because people are so petty and will give places bad reviews for the pettiest reason yeah that's yeah, true they too will. yeah i've seen them well i'm reading I, I, some of the i was like mm, i read i get through i was like well bitch this is kind of your fault like this shit was right. beyond no control like i don't get or it was even weird they do that shit <clears throat> where they'll praise it and then be like i give it two and a half stars it's like we'll read this you like the shit why did it get two of that like like you know like it doesn't connect to my brain sometimes like this doesn't make sense yeah they'll be like um i wanted my egg roll raw and they cooked it one star or whatever you're just like those are not reasonable expectations (laughs) but anyway uh i don't even pay attention to the bad reviews that are um i'm not sure reviews hold the same value they used to well that's true and maybe they never did who knows right yeah that, that's true too i've uh uh seen uh i think it was years ago a dude uh i think it was like a it was like a youtube page and they do like the reviews and they was telling how you can tell a really really good like uh korean and like japanese place like authentic and they was like don't be going to the ones with the top stars i think they said go to the ones that have like three and a half stars and they was like the food is flames and they was like the reason why is they said because white people go to these places and they'll give it uh bad ratings because they're not used to the food and they're not accustomed to the food so they're just you know trash it when in reality that's actually really really good food I was like, yeah absolutely. i never thought about that I was like, but that makes sense and on top of that a lot of times these places to give people places five stars uh this is uh, this is uh, me and roger you go and you get the food and you be like oh this is white people good this shit be blended don't be seasoning like it is a difference between what white people rave about and what like other people rave about yeah and honestly like i'll eat at a soul food place that got bad reviews many a time because mm-hmm. i really be ex- i mean i'd be excited if i read a review of a soul food place and it's like terrible customer service food took too long uh server had an attitude i'll be like fuck i know that food good because how the fuck they in business for you, so long you can't have shitty food and be in business with shitty customer service like it don't add up especially black business forever i'm like oh this this bullet holes in the window let's fucking go mm-hmm. you know uh the comments on youtube my mom says like the guest of race segment was fire uh phil says little shop of horrors was one of my favorite movies as a kid me too uh tipsy with fee says uh hella off subject y'all's walking dead reviews are so damn amazing did you guys finish reviewing season 11 your reviews keep me laughing as i begrudgingly watched the last season the reviews have enhanced my viewing experience by tenfold think i'm watching these last episodes so i can listen to your reviews 
uh we haven't watched them yet we still haven't been spoiled of them either uh oh, we, we do plan on doing it at some point mm-hmm. it's just i've honestly i've just been very busy <laughs> and uh it's it's a little bit of work to do them because i don't just watch them i have to keep all my notes and everything and mm-hmm. i just haven't been in a mental space of wanting to do it at the moment but we, we, I'm, we i do plan to do it mm-hmm. um all right let's get to uh the episode on spotify uh which i apparently just realized i named differently than the episode on our website um <laughs> the episode of spotify is chat gpt apology the episode on our website is chat gpt wrote this which uh i can fix right now by editing it let's go with the spotify title let's go with chat gpt apology um but uh yeah so on spotify uh we got the oh wait i'm sorry i didn't say what the poll results were on our website yeah so the poll uh for this episode is was it wrong was it wrong to ask the woman to pick up the popcorn on the airplane flight because i legitimately do not know the answer to this right this is a legit i've just i realized as we were talking about it and i know people are up in arms one way or the other it's a device thing on social media i saw something today about southwest had a flight someone spilled rice all over the fucking aisle of the plane and the 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 southwest attendant was like who did this and went individually asking people if they did it no one would confess to it and the plane did not take off for an hour because someone wouldn't just admit it was them what yes and once again i get how people would be annoyed by this but also nigga i'm not your maid i like i yeah as the i I don't know that flight attendants are supposed to be janitors that's not something i've ever heard Mm -hmm. and if i'm a flight attendant i could see why i wouldn't want to be the fucking janitor you know anyway uh was it wrong to ask yes 42 percent say it was wrong to ask which means 58 percent of people think it was not wrong to ask that person to clean that shit up and the exact same percentage on spotify basically 40 and 60 which is 40 percent yes 40 percent uh 60 percent no so it sounds like people think you know it's not out of line to say yo you clean that shit up you on the plane fucking shit up you got popcorn everywhere what are you doing you know me i would have been picking it up before they even asked because i'd have just that's the part that's the part to me that is weird is and i think you know it's projection of all kinds in this situation since we don't have it on tape we weren't there right but i definitely feel that level of like oh that's entitlement when your kid Mm -hmm. is fucking shit up on the plane you don't even pretend to want to pick it up what the fuck the world is not your kitchen you don't get to just you can have a nasty ass kitchen but that don't mean the rest of us gotta live in it right and that's that's why uh uh the, the thing that uh sparked it off but they was like look we ain't we, we tired of uh uh dealing with your kids putting fucking cheerios in the high chairs now we get rid of all these fucking high chairs that take up so much goddamn space and shit like that so from their perspective i understand because they was like nigga i get paid two dollars 13 cent an hour and i remember going in and having to clean them nasty yucky ass uh high chairs because people just let their children smush everything in them uh just slap a rainbow on it the marketing department that was our episode q a jay adamo says yeah a cleaning crew comes after you land they have even come on the plane and begin cleaning the front seats as the back of the plane deboards 
Mm. uh okay i didn't know that typhlosion says upgrades people upgrades Raphael says maybe that's what i was missing back in the nft days i should have slapped some rainbows on it and got white liberals money we will never know that i'm delivered um i embrace chat gpt to sell naked pogs on rainbow i don't even know what this means that i think that was that went left (laughs) i think that was dorena says my mom is a flight attendant they are there to make sure you get off the plane safely in case of emergency they ain't there to clean up after you pick that shit up yourself okay that's what i'm to be honest without knowing i had always assumed me too that like if i made a mess on the plane it's not their responsibility Mm-mm. um anyway uh coach malik says i mean unless i could see like maybe if you had like an emergency, emergency mess like if someone sick. threw up or something right. like they'll get you a bag or something but yeah i don't know man i don't think they janitor i don't think they supposed right. to be doing all that Mm-mm. the coach says we travel with three young kids and it gets messy we do our best to clean up after them even though the staff will usually say it's okay plus these kids need to learn to clean up after themselves yeah i think that's the other thing too is like the do your best to clean up after them tell them to clean up themselves i think a lot of times when people see that happening they're less hard on you they're like yes. oh oh don't worry about it out we'll we'll get it later or, it's okay. more understanding because at least you put you chipped in or you did something and they was yeah. like okay this is less shit for me to clean up like i'm cool with that but you just basically turning over a bag of rice on a fucking plane scattering everywhere and be like fuck it that's a problem yeah uh we had little Braries was our episode with mike kaplan as a guest apia says i also don't believe in the alpha male stuff did this make me an alpha male i guess not is that something like an alpha female actually mm-hmm. technically in go ahead karen oh is it yes i've heard people talk about that online mm-hmm. i was gonna say technically in a lot of the stuff that people claim alpha males like lions and wolves and shit a lot of times it'd be the women that's the 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 actual leaders of those packs and stuff so it's people just be literally fucking talking all this gender role shit all this patriarchal shit all this fucking relationship broad sweeping advice motherfuckers really just be fucking saying anything and people eat it up because they need to hear something and it's mostly an exercise in confirmation bias whatever you already kind of believe like that is what you're willing to entertain or or what you can be led to believe that everybody else believes is what you're willing to entertain but yeah a lot of this shit don't actually make sense um and none of these niggas are like scientists they just read a book uh in the animal world it is for sure the naked mole rats have them for example the alpha female naked mole rat stresses the other female so much that they become infertile how mean but also maybe helpful in the u.s today with reproductive rights for women in danger uh brooklyn shoebase said this episode was so deliciously delightful and mike rod and mike's wordplay made me laugh multiple times <laughs> i hate that alpha male shit by the way the alpha in nature is usually female this idea on the alpha male came from a flawed study about the hierarchy in wolf packs there's no alpha male or female in human hierarchies because a human has a different status in the group depending on the situation for example reporting to a boss at work or yielding to the police alphas in nature if you must call them that are diplomats they're not loud they don't look for fights or conflict they collaborate with the other animals i don't understand black men in particular and their desire to have women or other men be submissive to them whatever submissive means i could go right. on but you have talked about this before and i don't want to bring down the mood too much thanks for a great episode mike i also have many books i haven't read yet i'm stupidly hopeful that i will uh and for light reading later is a uh uh link about discover magazine 
uh signs of alpha males in animal species mm. ev says it's always good when mike is on the show he's very engaging i think marquise houston is just one of those types of men who can't handle a mature woman because they want to be able to talk to and do whatever the hell they want and a younger woman is most likely to put up with his bullshit with that an older woman won't right it feels very predatory when significantly older men seek out barely legal women as their partners if i'm not mistaken he's been problematic for a while including the allegations against him with less than one of his former group mates Ooh, i had not heard that mm. uh the news about jonathan majors is pretty disappointing because he was on the cusp of being huge and he's talented but there's no way your pr firm would drop you if the things behind the scenes weren't really bad Plus, more victims are stepping forward, which is never a good sign. I actually think Marvel recasting Kang the Conqueror's role would actually be quite easy without much explanation, considering how the multiverse works. Not all Kangs have to look alike or even be the same gender. No, they sure don't. Yeah, I th- yeah, especially after Loki and stuff. Here's the thing for me, though. Um, His PR people dropping him to me is just, like, damning as fuck. And his management team... But then his lawyer is like, we have video of the woman that accused him of beating her out and about later that night with no physical signs of like bruising or harm or anything. And I, once again, I don't know that anyone's seen the video. They just say they have it. And I think just context clues at this point, if your career is on the line like this, were you losing everything i don't know how and you claim there's some video that exonerates you i don't know how we haven't seen that video if that's the real truth and now maybe a reason will come out later that makes sense that's the thing about reserving judgment i can always change it i can always it just looks real bad right now but maybe and maybe that video exists in a way that we'll be like oh fuck she really attacked him and he just got out the car and got away from her what the fuck is she talking about you know maybe one day we'll see that if that is the truth i don't know why we haven't seen it already that's all i'm saying because that's crazy to lose your whole career and just be like yeah i got the evidence that i'm completely innocent but i just don't want to you know it'll be a to-do or whatever like what what could it be to do you losing everything what could it fucking be anyway uh i guess we'll find out the answer to that one day or not only time will tell yeah i just i think the other thing too um that i've noticed with the jonathan majors thing um once again you know this is this how my brain works this is just what i notice about people it's the flipping of sides right there were a lot of black men who were not fucking with this dude um because of the image he was portraying in his media run during mm-hmm. for all these movies he's doing mm-hmm. and he was doing and i'm not saying every black man blah 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 y'all know what i mean there was a specific type of black man y'all know the ones i'm talking about mm-hmm. that was like why this nigga wearing feathered boas why he dressing like anime characters why he hugging up on michael b jordan and all the fucking promos for this shit um th- i'm tired of this shit y'all trying to de-emasculate the black men i seen a lot of that right and so i saw that people were fighting about it i did not participate in it because i find that drivel to be beneath me uh at this point if you don't know where i stand on those things you're the fucking idiot and if you need me to restand upon it for you to re have some more content that's something then you're lacking the faith in what you believe in i don't obviously i don't subscribe to that you know black men shouldn't be touching and smiling shit that's stupid i'd be like child to ghetto and keep it pushing anyway 
now and then there were people that were loving him for that mm-hmm. you know these aren't even really quotes or sayings or interviews for real like they weren't really uplifting the things he was saying as much as they were uplifting the image he was portraying which is look at this black man touching you know <laughs> uh, he's wearing you know he's he's uh not scared of his feelings he's wearing a little bit of clothes and he's super buff and you know it's, it looked like he got a blouse on but his but his pectorals is out here giving us cleavage you know like there was that type of because <laughs> it was it was the uh when he was doing love calf country a running joke about his t-shirts being too tight too tight tees yeah so it was like a a lustful but funny thing you know it's almost always uh it's obviously a double standard but it's cute mm-hmm. when women are lusting over men doing shit like we we've you know it's it's to some level even if it's kind of cliche it's a bit seen as empowering like look at this we're objectifying him and he wants to be objectified and it's this is what's up it's nothing creepy or bad about it at all and so it was like a feel-good moment for one side of the equation and obviously these other niggas was mad then the allegations come out y'all people couldn't flip sides bad enough like it was so fast it was like this motherfucker always been trash i never i knew something was wrong with him the whole time I'm like how you were just telling me he was the hero that black masculinity needed y'all were writing yeah, fucking think pieces and everything y'all and was, you other niggas was calling him all kinds of fucked up shit yes, and were. saying he was being used as a tool to emasculate the black man what does it say to you that you're now supporting him with the idea that maybe he put his hands on somebody or he's being accused of putting his hands on somebody now he's back into the black masculinity camp what does that say about the way you view black masculinity come on that you're welcoming him back with open arms um and what does it say about castigating and throwing him out uh based off of an allegation that we don't really have anything other than you know for now we don't have the physical like the actual evidence and stuff like that it says a lot to me on both sides of just like this much i don't think it's equal but it says a lot about both sides of how shallow and performative a lot of the love and hate of this dude is and because you're now performing the opposite way which to me is still not really about him it's about what he represents um so that's what that's what that whole situation made me think about but yeah i i don't know man i don't know how that i i can't imagine what the out is for this motherfucker if he did that shit and then the last thing i'll say too is if one more you motherfuckers cherry picks a couple white dudes to be like but what about this fam it's white dudes especially during the me too movement hype that did lose everything faster for less mm-hmm. like what the fuck are y'all talking about this whole like if he was white nigga if he was white and this shit happened he's done period if there's a tape of the shit too it's just what it is it's, he especially if you're not established like if you maybe been in the game a long time there's people who will be so emotionally and and invested monetarily in you that they'll be like oh fuck uh well you need we to can't. lay low for a while and yeah. come back right brad pitt just don't say nothing you know like i can see that but we talking like these motherfuckers have the rise and fall all the time and honestly 
we don't even know what fall means for him because it's really just starting he could be back working in six months to a year and we'll be like oh yeah you know like people were people always bring on like nate parker nate parker's working again he'll never work on the level he was but neither will kevin spacey right you know like it, it but they don't stop working it is what it is with this shit i just think it was very weird to cherry pick because you can look at a person like army hammer who all his shit is like mostly verbal allegations and him talking creepy to people i will eat you and shit we go oh he's a cannibal we he didn't actually eat anybody guys he i don't know if it's like some fantasy sex shit or whatever but that's what he said but he didn't do it and he he persona non grata in hollywood right this motherfucker potentially has video of him putting his hands on this some woman i don't know what to tell y'all dog isn't to me there's not uh he not getting emmett tilled or snow bunny or whatever y'all want to call it I, this to me is a case of probably would have went that way for an up-and-coming white actor who was who did some shit like this in the height of you know at the peak of them starting to come up as somebody that's my guess but whatever all right the poll oh wait shit i accidentally closed the youtube uh tab okay for the um, comments yeah give me one second to you open did. that back up um uh yeah there we go all right so let's look at the youtube comments for little Brary's uh we got oh like four comments carlton says always a great episode with mike i love when y'all love mike as much as i love mike yes mike is always fun yeah you know because i know mike is a he has a different style and so you got the longer form comments you got the back and forth the jokes you know there's a lot of uh you know a lot of uh him asking for permission to make you laugh and stuff i find all that stuff to be adorable and fun and i like to listen to his you know somewhat philosophy somewhat comedy somewhat commentary on stuff um so i'm glad that for the people that is like oh man i love mike i love that y'all love him and for those that don't like him or skip the episodes i hear y'all too but uh thanks for not writing in i don't need to hear it uh tiffany says love rise because we used to and the reason i bring it up we used to get people that would be like ah man it's like he wouldn't let y'all get a word i'm like that's the thing we it's fine yes we we're okay with it so hopefully either you'll be okay with it or you'll be okay with us being okay with it yes um tiffany says love rise t-shirt i used to be cool lol so funny and karen it gives me so much joy to see how much you love that blanket and good luck on the move mike (laughs) i do love my blankets i got a bunch of them i love them i always i think she's talking about that specific blanket tiffany may have bought that for you i think okay i i I do this honda this thing feel like cotton uh, my mom says what a delightful nuanced conversation mike is the best new best friend in my head with all his analogies awesome show and absurd spoon absurd spoonful says rod and mike's friendship is absolutely adorable every time he's on i spend most of the episodes smiling oh thank you mm-hmm. um and then the poll all right the poll was do you have unread books in your place of living mm-hmm. 88% yes 12% no yes I- which makes you wonder if they just don't have any books that's true i i am a book collector and uh yeah i i just like them i don't read them all but i like them and i prefer to get rid of books <laughs> I, <laughs> i'm not as bad as i used to be now but yes i i think what i do and what i or what i 
think i'm gonna start doing is just sometimes i just take something to goodwill and karen never notices because she's not reading them and don't care it's just in her mind she think they need to be in here but, <laughs> like we get these these netflix mm-hmm. things for um movie screener season and netflix has decided that for all the jobs that they cut they gonna spend money on giving us like these boxes for movies that's on fucking netflix like we're not even going to the theater to see these movies why are you giving me uh like uh, a netflix original movie and then like here's the storyboard here's yes, they here's do. here's some some of the uh here's a candle here's a behind here's, the scenes here's a sweater here's this and i'm like this shit is just sitting in my house and i'll be and they'll send two one for me one for karen and i normally try to give one to justin or something but you know to me i'm like i open the box if there was candy in there i keep that but if anything else can fucking go because i'm not gonna use it and karen will be like oh we gonna throw that out i'm like you're never gonna look at this again you i've never seen you pick anything up and look at it again it's just getting dust in our corner of our apartment what is this so maybe y'all like that and i'm that person y'all i know somebody else out there like me on spotify 95 percent of people have unread books five percent no and spotify makes sense i have more money to buy more books mm-hmm. don't worry be nomad was the q a sandy says uh this is why T- and tia and tamara kept telling him to go home guess marquise ah! took that hero to heart uh aaron says i'm definitely not mad about this episode amazing episode with mike so much fun i loved every minute of it and don't wait to check out his show in la in june oh and i can't wait yes yes go support yeah, go, go support tell him we mike. sent you yes if y'all go to one of mike's shows tell him tell him you heard him on the show jane says always love having mike kaplan on the show and i can feel the pain and anger coming from rod on the connection issue from the podcast the connection issue yeah remember you kept going out oh my god yes. yeah oh oh yes. so stressful uh love mike's thoughts on relationships tr- being a trust fall trust without falling uh heart emoji Mm-hmm. <laughs> love it uh all right let's go to the last episode of the week it is 2698 grievance aggregators and we got the most comments i think five on this one. Oh shit apia says i drive a lot for work and do so for many years and i don't have road rage this is something i'm pretty proud about i just don't see the point the other person doesn't even know i'm mad someone who yells in their car only yells at themselves and their passengers if i yell at someone i want them to hear it yeah I, I don't have road rage either <laughs> ever honestly maybe something's wrong with me but i'm better I'm even better. when people do some foul shit i've never like like yelled at them blew my horn and started whatever it's just fucking pointless yeah and roger roger kind of tapped me out of that i was fussing about something one day i was driving and he was like baby they can't hear you and i don't know why it was like all of a sudden my brain was like you're right yeah. <laughs> and i calmed down ever since uh gina said gina gate says forrest whitaker's character would have been 100 percent correct about the baby intruder i wonder what he's gonna do to Donald. he's just pissing on us <laughs> he's not potty trained <laughs> ronan Raphael says beef is so good i haven't finished it yet i was waiting on the usual suspects plus allergies when i saw david cho news and became confused by the boycott campaign then i thought about it and to myself after seeing some prison abolition folks going off for this boycott 
it became fascinating to just watch the language around the movement starting with calling out david cho to slowly turning in calling out ali wong holding her responsible for every casting decision ever made so i came to the simple conclusion of filing under do something joe biden and return back to watching the show mm-hmm. yeah and they released a statement collectively the creator ali wong and um uh i always forget glenn from the walking dead's real name because uh steven young and so they put out a statement and uh, i actually do have a statement i shared it on my social media and you know looking at some of the reaction to it you can tell a lot of times the way people be flushed you be like oh y'all don't know how these decisions are made and some of these decisions are made outside of like you're trying to hold somebody accountable for shit that they didn't really even have nothing to do with well it's not just that to me i'm like uh this reveals your hand because your response to their response to me tells me what y'all was about the whole time like this has never been about justice accountability mm-hmm. any of that shit it's been a it's a punishment campaign mm-hmm. because this shit was said in 2014 it's like it's not even reasonable to expect that his friends or whoever the fuck who have actually seen whatever has happened in his life since 2014 um it's not even reasonable to expect them to be mad as your ass is on social media it's not even that's so unrealistic and also you motherfuckers want actual rapists out of jail you want actual murderers out of jail you want actual criminals to we want us to ban the box on applications so that if you're a criminal you can apply for a job and they don't have to even look up your criminal record that's what you want you want us to uh destigmatize all these crimes and shit um it is weird to socially want the death penalty for people but think that physically you're that that is incongruent you know to think it is wrong of me to be like yeah some motherfuckers gotta go to jail but like like that that's not virtue signally enough but then when it comes into practice when it's not this theory motherfuckers really turn into the most hardcore conservative throw a motherfucker away as people and i don't don't mean it it is a carceral impulse and the fact that they don't see it that way is crazy to me Mm -hmm. is because this is the same impulse behind our criminal punishment system it's the same impulse and i'm not saying you can't have it i'm just saying keep it real all the time and leave me the fuck alone when i say hey this dude hit my grandma i want him in jail leave me alone i don't have to forgive him i don't want to do no restorative justice i don't want to educate him i want them away from other people even if it makes them a worse person even if they don't get rehabilitated i just don't need them around me if that's the real impulse that's what is really happening Mm -hmm. but you know it it's like that episode of a podcast i listened to i forget the name if it was the edge of Klein show or or the gray area with sean illen but where they actually had a person that worked on like prison abolition and they talked about the incongruence of social media and how hypocritical people on social media can be and they said it's because their domain is an online domain of thoughts right it's not about they're policing literal thoughts they feel attacked by online words so it's easy for them to say oh real criminal shit that happened in your community yeah i don't really care about that we can solve that with hope and love and feelings and thoughts and talks but someone a celebrity saying or doing something they don't like 
all of a sudden they need that person to basically die right and it's like oh so what's real to you is this podcast dude but if i say an actual murderer anyway it is incongruent Mm -hmm. is my point but beyond all that this is the comment they put out the story david cho fabricated nine years ago is undeniably hurtful and extremely disturbing we do not condone this story in any way and we understand why this was so has been so upsetting and triggering we're aware david has apologized in the past for making up this horrific story and we've seen him put in the work to get the mental health support he needed over the next decade to better himself and learn from his mistakes and that's like i said reasonable the way i saw people respond to this because let me know like it oh it was never about when y'all were calling them out which i wanted was more you wanted someone to join you in your campaign to like ostracize the dude mm-hmm. you didn't want a realistic response of Mm-mm. he is we do know him more than y'all know him we 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 know his life isn't a two-minute soundbite from a podcast he's addressed it and apologized and we actually don't think he did it we believe him when he was going by i'm a liar i make stories up sometimes like we believe that shit and i think it is aided by the fact that it's been nine years there's not like some victims coming out or some shit there's not another like it they have a lot on their side when it comes to like yeah we just think he fucked up we don't think he actually did this shit now do people want to hear that no because they've been on the internet looking at a two-minute clip over and over again re-examining it and realizing that he's kind of a jerk he's a he's like a bro comedian you know the the bro funny type of dudes that that the dudes that 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 think dark shit isn't just funny but like i should share the dark shit that i find funny and isn't it isn't it funny that i'm sharing how dark and fucked up this is he seemed to be of that ilk and without actual people who've been harmed by him and i don't mean i was harmed because i saw a clip on twitter i mean the people someone coming for him be like no this dude is a bad dude he has assaulted people and shit without that i'm not sure what you want to happen to him he told a fucked up story that he apologized for nine years ago he should never work again yeah i don't get it that shit don't make no sense and what's so and what's so crazy about it is the people who wrote this letter honestly particularly for a lot of the social justice warriors online they're doing the shit that y'all say they look they analyze they forgave you know like like the shit that y'all quote-unquote claim that y'all want yeah i mean it's to me i think you have to prove your case right like this motherfucker made a terrible abusive ass joke he this is you know like this this is his comedy lane quote-unquote what it sounds like to me is people that don't like that which obviously he has people that do like it because he wouldn't be popular but people that don't like that are like how the fuck is he working with people i do like so it was really about getting the people you do like to like join you in castigating him and i'm just like life don't work that way and you're clearly talking from like a complete fan side of the industry because mm-hmm. on the other side it's like motherfucker you can't control everybody you work with on a project nope. you also and this is gonna happen for a lot of you in real life you also know people sometimes better than their worst mistake or the right. the most fucked up thing they did and you can make a personal decision on like 
yeah i don't feel uncomfortable working with him i have talked to him about this i've heard him talk about it he has said this is the worst fucking thing he ever said and did and he regrets it or whatever i can see how people would feel that way you know that know him so uh, to me it don't sound so crazy but what it does feel like is ultimately people wanted to they wanted allyship in this campaign to destroy this man and because ali wong the creator and stephen young said nah now they gotta be the bad guys and that's what it always is gonna be about because everybody has to be the enemy at some point right and the thing is the people who do this like you said a is from a fan perspective and b you don't care anything about them fucking up their careers you don't care anything about them fucking up their own money because you know you, you all, all your shit is a thought exercise mm-hmm. so you don't have to live with the consequences the repercussions about this when you yourself like my thing is i wouldn't fuck up their own careers you know what it is though paul uh steven you and ali wong wouldn't fuck up their careers if they threw this dude to bushes they wouldn't they'd be fine like what it is is people thinking they're holding these folks careers hostage like okay. i will i okay. won't support you if you don't throw this dude in the trash i want to control you oh, they and you know me. i thought of this shit this morning i'm glad this i'm glad we kept talking about this Go ahead. i thought of this shit this morning i know a similar situation where everybody's on the other side of it Oh, you you know you know which one I'm talking. Okay, Mm-mm, but I, I know it's, I know I know side. a similar situation I was thinking about because I'm on the other side too. Um, Cardi B, when she said she was fucking drugging men and robbing them, which is a actual fucking crime. None of these men have come forward, so we she could have been on live making it up. She could have just been talking that shit. None of us started hating her. Let's boycott her, except people that already wanted her out the paint people that didn't fuck with cardi b to this day will bring up that shit like this vile piece of shit she robbed these people and honestly it is fucked up if she did it if she did it that is a fucked up thing to do i ain't nobody came for it whether it's a shame thing or whether it's a it she made it up thing ain't nobody ever came for it so to me i don't ain't no real people to be on their behalf of honestly like whether she said it for clout and because it was funny to her it still was fucked up and you can throw all the gender dynamics and all the fucking you know patriarchal context on top of it it's still fucked up because if you're saying sex work is work if you're saying that there's no shame in it that means you're gonna have customers and if a fucking cuss and just because it's illegal doesn't make those people bad people there's a lot of us want to have sex with cardi b so if she was out here being like yes you can have sex with me it's gonna be this much money or yes i will strip for you it's gonna be this much money it's a lot of motherfuckers that aren't bad people that are like absolutely where where do i give the money to Mm -hmm. so for her to be fucking drugging those people and stealing their money is ethically fucked up and criminally fucked up and all that shit we do not have that same energy for her because we're like yeah i mean if that even happened it's a long time ago and seems to be there's no people out here that are crying foul so fuck it that's exactly how we treated it so i think you got when you flip the gender when you flip the like who we like who we don't who we've been introduced to who we've been we've been a fan of longer all of a sudden it gets super fucking complicated now right all of a sudden it's well you know that's cardi you know if if that even happened well if this even happened right 
well you know um those those men wanted to have sex with her so what they're bad people nigga you want to have sex with her who are you talking about what are you talking about that's that's literally what sex work is so it's just interesting to see like how um how how when we decide to to to, that we're never letting a motherfucker work again and when we don't because i look at everybody that says they the the people that still mad about that shit with cardi i look at them like they crazy when they're still bringing it up i'm like wasn't that seven eight years ago she talked about that or what didn't that happen even before like what 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 are we what are you mad about exactly is she never supposed to rap again well she's cardi b guys she's gonna be around yes she is now this nigga ain't no cardi b he's not that famous but it just feels like a very like i said it feels like a a stance that's not congruent a hundred percent um and i i literally remember people being on the other side of this shit just it's it's not those are very similar situations of her telling a story no no actual victim coming forward and us being like yeah it was kind of fucked up but i understand or i forgive her or she just shouldn't have said that story it didn't even happen now i don't even know that she's ever like apologized or addressed it or said i actually didn't do that shit i don't know so in some ways it could be considered worse because at least this motherfucker's like i did not do that shit i thought it was funny to tell a story like i did that shit and that was obviously stupid so anyway um back to back to the the comments though um now the more important things i've seen it with my two naked eyes before toddlers be communicating across realms if we don't act now not even combining the avengers with the rock justice league will save us joe biden and all the world leaders need to take these toddlers seriously they coming for all of us and it's gonna be worse than beef there's nowhere to hide ah! it all started with the shortages of their formulas we are doomed you that's true that's a good mm-hmm. point Raphael bringing it the facts uh stella says thanks for talking about the beef controversy i was the person that responded to your tweet and said that it would be hard for me to watch it after hearing the podcast clip on my twitter timeline i never heard of this guy david cho before beef but listening to his rape joke on his podcast turned my stomach i still want to watch it because i love steven young i w- it will just be a li- little later i kind of hate that my enjoyment got dampened before i even watched it i think that was the whole point of this campaign yes i think like and and i and this has worked on me by the way all the time like uh i tell y'all all the time when y'all are because i i think what i can't reconcile is the fervor of people who watch the shit but actively talk shit about the top the thing i just those two things don't line up to me whereas like i'm like but you just said it was terrible and then like i remember a long time ago there was a person that was like i'm not watching westworld because it does some stuff with the native american archetypes and stereotypes and stuff and it's very offensive and uh and it, this was off the trailer like the the whole fucking thing hadn't even dropped yet and of course westworld season one goes on to become like a phenomenon everyone's watching it blah blah, blah. now this person that told me this shit about the native american characters indigenous people and i was like oh, okay so then like six seven weeks into it this motherfucker is giving me like a blow by blow on the plot i said why are you talking to me about this show i didn't watch it and I'm like you not watching Westworld? I said you told me, right? You said not. I didn't say this. You you fucking told me it was a piece of shit, racist bullshit. Not no no man. You gotta watch it, man. It's it's deeper than what I was saying. I was like right because you just be saying anything. Correct. Motherfuckers really just be saying. I don't even be- know what to believe your morals and your point of view actually is because I don't think you do. 
Mm-hmm. It's like a fucking goldfish with a small memory from this second to the next. You can't even keep up with what the fuck you be saying because in the moment you'll just say shit. And I try to be my I y'all know I try my damnedest to not be like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> I, I do too. And uh, the the thing is, uh, and I know that being a human being, sometimes things are just fickle and you right, yeah. fall on either side. But for me, there has been things where. Uh, I'm very adamant about certain things. Like sometimes too adamant. But Roger had to tell me, "Hey, baby, calm down." Like when the shit happened with Papa John's, I was like, "Well, fuck it, I'm not even no Papa John's no more." And I said it, and I meant that shit. And you know, and I was probably Roger or the Papa. I'm like, no, I want no Papa John's. I said, like, like I am one of those people where they say keep that energy I, I, on certain things. I will keep that same energy. And I was like, I'm not wavering. I'm not moving. I'm not bending. I said what I said. So I try to be very consistent. You know with you know these uh type of things when it comes you know to these things and for me because i don't have that uh fear of missing out either for me i watch it or i don't and and like you said it's kind of to an extent has worked on me too uh uh when it comes to people and their opinions and them being all over the place about well, shows what i mean when i say it works on me i mean there's times where i am go- want to watch something i get excited about it but it becomes the controversy of the day and i just i'm not attracted to the controversy and i'm not attracted to the online discussion because the online discussion becomes about how people aren't watching it which is totally different than, to me and it becomes a place for us to group together and be like we're not watching it because we're all good people and yet what i feel like subconsciously is truly happening is that people don't have the time there's too much stuff out and so what we do make the time for is being online because that's more about us and our own brands and so now i can be online promote my own brand and my brand is i'm the person that didn't watch this because i'm a better person than you or i heard this was bad so it's saving me time of actually watching and finding out for myself but i still get to join the conversation as if i do understand and a lot of times i'll either go watch that stuff because i want to know for myself or and i'll just won't talk about it i won't like tweet about it or anything or i'll wait till it's died down and if i remember i'll come back to it and be like oh this was actually pretty good and then i don't have the bad taste of everybody denigrating the shit i can actually enjoy it because i am not and i've openly been like this and for years i'm not a boycott a person because they uh, aren't because a person is fucked up that made it person i'm just not and there's nothing i don't give a fuck if you judge me i'm never feeling like i'm supporting the people i'm pretty fucking open about my point of view about things um normally when i don't watch something it's just because i'm either not entertained by that or i'm not attracted to it or i'm just never was a fan it's never like a conscientious point of like oh so and so made this i don't like them Mm -hmm. it's never that if i think it's good i'm willing to give them credit for okay you made a good thing bad person end of the end of the discussion for me right you'll never trick me into believing that consumption is all there is to me as a human being because i feel like that's the most hyper capitalist point of view of humanity ever is your dollar is your point of view on everything well nigga you're the real capitalist you're the hyper capitalist if you believe that shit like um to me i'm like yeah i someone could play the harry potter video game and not be with jk rowland's transphobic bullshit agree i haven't played the game i'm not even interested in playing the game i'm not saying that out of any level of self-interest 
i just truly believe that's how life works like Mm -hmm. there's only a handful of people that truly have monetized their hate in a way that is almost unavoidable to be like damn if you buy if you listen to this r kelly song is no way he wasn't saying about what he was doing you know what i'm saying but yeah so i don't really have the hang up of that type in the first place but online is all about signaling that right because that's how we signal that we're good people so it's just a uninteresting place to have a conversation for me because i going to have a conversation about season three and four of atlanta that's not about if you like donald glover or not i don't give a fuck about that part right donald glover didn't write all those episodes like i did i want to talk about the art so i just mostly avoid online discussions that's why we me and bossy do the podcast and stuff it's just easier than trying to have a a conversation with people that are obsessed with their own love and hatred of celebrity that's all that they're just versions of stands to me that is just weird is it's very weird and if you didn't put these niggas on a pedestal for literally doing nothing sometimes if you didn't put them on a pedestal you wouldn't feel the emotional attachment to whether you need to bring them down or lift them up or what does it say about you to consume their art if you don't make that your personality you'll be fine mm-hmm. you will be uh and i think uh two examples uh one is blackish i remember when blackish first came out even before it came out i i was one of the people that had a problem with the name but i am reasonable enough when me and roger talked about it, i'm reasonable enough to realize that that was ludicrous you know but a lot of people did that and they just never got over that if quote unquote that makes sense they never analyzed or thought about it enough you know to actually be like well why do i feel like this what is wrong with the name what do what does me having a problem with this say about me and there's those internal dialogues that i will have with myself sometimes because sometimes some of these thoughts that people have other people have them too but they just go beyond step one mm-hmm and they might go up two or three and realize, oh, okay, this is stupid, or oh, okay, this is what's triggering me, or whatever to cause me to feel like this, or whatever. And then they'll calm down. Here's the last thing, too, though. Also, and I think this is what I'm very wary of at this point, having seen it in action up close. A lot of y'all are useful idiots. By what I mean is, there's somebody with a personal gripe somewhere playing you like they are playing your anger they are they are they are purposefully taking things putting them in a context they are shit this is the title they are aggregating your grievance and you're letting them do it like how have we not we've been on the internet long enough we should stop and think take a breath for a second and be like what is the fucking point of this for real though like what what is supposed to happen like we're supposed to just to 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 turn the reputation of this show where this dude is like the seventh the seventh lead quote unquote, the the seventh supporting actor we're supposed to be like man fuck the people who made this show because they didn't know or didn't care about something he said in 2014 on a podcast that i just discovered and only saw two minutes of that has been deleted and apologized for there's you're never gonna stop and think about that for yourself and be like why do i need to destroy this who needs me to do this and why is it as simple as they just need the clicks and the likes and the retweets is it a grievance they've had with this person is it personal 
but you're being used is my point or just at, at least be open to the possibility you're being used the biggest issue with social media is that none of us think it the things that we think are happening to other people can happen to us and i've had i've been on the side of oh shit i'm be i woke up to i'm being used i wouldn't even get down like this why am i getting down like this oh because i want to be in the group of the people around me and i want to be popular online or i want to be liked by these people or whatever and so now i'm not even questioning the framing of shit which is my natural inclination meaning i'm not being myself right now like i'm not saying i'm a contrarian but i definitely be like mm, I'll, I'll take a second to think if, if you don't mind you know i'm not mr impulsive jump on somebody jump on some shit i like to think about it work myself up to the anger you know what i mean right i like my anger to be valid and uh one more thing uh in uh and it was kind of a running joke but i know with insecure when insecure first came out honestly the biggest reason why i didn't watch insecure probably like the first season i was like oh y'all niggas just angry and complain like honestly and it literally just turned me i was like the fuck i'm going to be joining in watching some shit to see the world of sexes every fucking week like honestly if roger literally hadn't set me down one day i was doing some shit he put it on i watched i would have never watched the show because i was like y'all niggas just jump on here every time and fuss about the shit for a full fucking week nah i'm good nigga because they like to argue and then whatever's happening the other day just becomes fodder for the anger mm-hmm. anyway you're correct there's no part of entertainment that hadn't been touched by someone that may have done something vile or criminal at some point there are bad people that have made great music movies and other art in their lifetime and have enjoyed it yeah don't even get me started on that shit like same motherfuckers is about to watch this documentary on tupac who supposedly actually did hold a woman down while she was sexually assaulted and they do not keep that same energy for that dude period mm-hmm. and they never will and it's just uh it was it was our time and so he gets a pass forever right you know and it just is what it is you can love tupac and see him as a whole flawed human being in a way that you'll never allow for some nigga you just heard of which is fucking insane to me right that's why I don't you know less about this person than you know about tupac and you're already on some like that, that, that's all that is to them them two minutes it's a constant and you don't even see how you're being used like you don't see that for real they don't challenge themselves like you didn't Mm -hmm. i don't know man i don't know man you gotta question this shit you gotta question all this shit Mm -hmm. uh i'll admit that sometimes i can get uh i guess roped in especially when it comes to cruelty or violence against women and children this is why i love your podcast you and karen bring a different perspective yeah it's just like i said man this is one of the ones where like it to me is so blatantly nakedly obvious it's it's a manipulation of it's my personal belief is that there's narcissists online who want to see how many people they can manipulate with their framing of things Mm -hmm. and i think a lot of people you call activists a lot of people in 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 all the ism spaces you know i think a lot of people are like that and we see it when we don't like what the person's talking about we can see it so clearly like if i brought up dr umar or somebody y'all be like yeah of course if i say it to rick nashi that's what he do but if i'm like you know ex-feminist or something that this you know this insert feminist here insert media person here that's always got like anger going insert social media person that only shares articles that make people mad and video clips if if it's that person you won't see it anymore if it's left said this you won't see it anymore because you're like 
oh no no i agree with this person i'm like well this person only puts out things that make you upset right all day what are they getting from that you see what i'm saying like and what are you getting why what right like why haven't you thought about that is it making your life better what is it distracting you from what are you running from in your life that you need to be on you know uh the, the, the not captain america's feed all day seeing how how the next upsetting thing that he found for you to be mad about what does it say about you and why don't you want to have that conversation i have that conversation with you that's a real one i i, I talked to you about that shit before i talked to you about david cho because i'm like now we talking about some real shit right like now i, I we can get in the mud I've, I've been there too you know right we all have but i don't but th- like the the next there'll be a david cho next week too and, it, and you'll never ask why you know what i mean <laughs> the new david cho will be ali wong and and, and steve yoon for a while and you'll never ask why anyway uh but you but you know everybody gets there on their own time and some people never get there and maybe you know years from now i'll be looking back at this and be like oh no i should be mad every day about a new person and maybe i'll be wrong you know i'm open to that too but i I personally i don't feel that way right now and i used to feel the other way and i don't think i'm ever going back me either and like right to say we're basically telling you because i used to be like this and a lot of times and we kind of talked about this before you need to look around you and be like what kind of company is i'm am i keeping well you know are these people encouraging this behavior and those are questions like you say they never ask themselves am i getting a high is this addictive like like you say what am i running for what is this distracting me from and because now jokes aside people like to be willful idiots they that 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 critical thinking area of the brain never kicks in because if it does it would require them to think and for some people they go online that's just straight followers like their whole thing i'm a follower i'm a flying monkey this is what i do this is my jam well it gives you company because mm-hmm. that's the thing at least over there you're not alone uh, right because a lot of times for those of us that have decided like yeah i'm gonna watch this thing i am not gonna even get into this part about the controversy because i think y'all are kind of tripping about that mm-hmm you find yourself being kind of alone with it like you can't really talk about it because you know and and i'm not saying this uh stella the person who wrote in she didn't mean anything bad by but right i just all i said was i love the show and the first thing was and she hadn't even watched it and her first thing was what about this controversy that's why i won't be watching it and i'm like right this is why it's alone i'm alone on my side right what she was inviting me to without knowing it was inviting me to this other conversation where i wouldn't have been alone if i would have said we did what well i uh, fuck this show and fuck ali wong now i'm all kinds of people would have been my mentions like hey, yeah rod exactly but i don't want that kind of company it's it's, it's a negative depressing ass company like i'm i enjoy the thing and i don't assume everybody that made it is a necessarily a good person Mm-mm. and of all the controversies this is one of the least controversial controversies because you don't even have like a person that's came out and said this happened to him and a nigga that and he apologized and said he lied about it so whether he did or not those are the facts that we have to deal with yeah i, I don't need to create a new reality i'll i'll wait for somebody to come forward before i go oh yeah that dude's a piece of shit even though he probably is a piece of shit even for thinking that shit was funny like you know he old enough to know both, that shit both, not both funny. can be true yeah he old enough to know that shit not funny and i'm not a cringe humor dude so in that type of way so you know it was never gonna be 
for that for me but in this show he's an act he's an, an actor playing a character he's not it's not him doing a podcast so to me that it's not related um anyway ev says i saw b before i heard about the controversy and i loved it so indicative of the world we live in today people escalating things that they could have just walked away from to the point of no return that being said i get why people are angry at david cho the joke was tacky and tasteless he really needs to offer an apology for not only that joke but how he's been handling the situation by shutting down any discourse about it uh what i don't understand is why people seem to be equally angry at ali young and stephen young see to me that's the bridge that people aren't connecting what would it look like because he did apologize for that joke but what would it look like for him what does it look like for him shutting down discourse about it what does that mean because if i fucked up i actually am not eternally talking about this shit for the rest of my life Mm -mm. i'm gonna tell y'all that right now most people are not if i offer a full-throated apology it is not now become apology upon demand yes it, it feels like people think that's realistic but they've never seen it because it's not realistic there's no human being that just shows up every place as they're moving on with their life and you yourself have made mistakes not this mistake but some mistake somewhere you are not confronted by that mistake every single fucking day and have to apologize every time your name comes up every time a new person introduced to you you're that is so unrealistic and it's so fucking carceral it's not real it's not true the way our lives and time operates as we move on to new things we're like i said how i felt about that i can i'm i'm now i'm working on something not even related to that shit so what i'm saying is the person that wants to keep him stuck there right who keeps bringing it up why are we not questioning where that's coming from agreed agreed and then they wonder why the person gets to the point where they go fuck y'all and fuck this i've apologized i'm not apologizing no more they want what you, that what do you mean you're not apologizing no more i said what i said and he, he hasn't said that but that's what they want right because essentially he's played it what i imagine to be correctly which is mm-hmm. i said my apology i'm never going to go back on my apology and i'm also never going to bring this shit up again i was clearly wrong mm-hmm. that's the end the end that's the fucking end of it you can't keep apologizing forever you know this was the reason that people i understood the people that were with kevin hart for being like if he apologized for those jokes why would he do it again and again and again and when does it stop like they did have a point there even if i thought you know it was kevin hart's uh kevin hart did what karen said of the and i'm over it i'm never apologizing it's right, like because you press people to that right. point and that's and I, the whole point it's like after a while people gonna be like hey, hey, hey yeah you get no more apologies out of me and that i think low-key that's what people want they want to push you to that point of fucking up again in a different way to be like i told you i told you it's a piece of shit and this dude basically went radio silence which to me is the smartest thing a pr person can say and the smartest right. thing a person can do right it's hard but because you want people to think you're a good person you want people to think you changed right but honestly what statement would you have accepted you won't accept ali wong and steven yoon's statement you won't accept anything this motherfucker says i guarantee it because you don't believe him period so why are we pretending what's up with this facade the only thing you'll accept is him going i'm gonna kill myself today i'm a bad person i did everything y'all said i did um and and it wasn't a joke and i really did mean and i did do those things and that's the only thing you'll accept so if you know that's the only thing you'll accept why are you even pretending like 
there's some magical words and the reason they moved on to ali wong and steven yung is because the first thing is kind of some bullshit too mm-hmm. so it's it's about staying mad yes. so to me you're saying like i see why people are mad at him and i'm like do you though because it did happen in 2014 so why are they really mad they're mad because someone told them to be mad guess why they're gonna be mad at ali and steven because someone's telling them to be mad at them too that's as simple as it is not complex it's a reason they didn't really do shit but now they're caught up in it the fact they even had to release a statement is crazy to me because half you motherfuckers work with somebody that if someone came and told you like so-and-so is a piece of shit you wouldn't be like well i guess i need to release a statement like you'd be like well i work in the county i'm not sure what that person gotta do with me but that ain't my department my job is not to i don't need to get on twitter and tell y'all how much i don't like or like that person it really is the fact that we you demanded a statement got mad it took them a week which is completely fucking reasonable especially when you're talking about something that's not illegal or criminal and there's no evidence of right you basically want them to say he's a rapist and he's off the show as opposed to uh he made a joke apologize and we know him more than y'all and honestly we think he's done a lot of work to to, to from those moments to not be like that yeah and something you brought up is like you say the best thing to do is go radio silence uh they honestly shouldn't have put out a statement to I be w- honest i wouldn't know. i mean they did and right. i get why they did because they want to be good people and it's sinking their project this asian american this aapi project mm-hmm. everybody claimed they want it but now it's arbitrarily sinking like they do everything they claim they want but um i get why they put out a statement i'm sure they thought it was smart this won't it i could have told them any statement you put out won't work there's no statement you can put out other than i hate this guy now i didn't know this fuck y'all you know on my facebook page somebody was like um you know it's interesting they're going with the angle of we heard about this and we believe him and i said you know what's crazy even if they didn't if i'm their pr person i don't have them put out a statement i just found out because everyone who just found out is supposed to react irrationally and upset emotionally and lash out at the dude as opposed to we've been known about this we think it was fucked up but we also think he has a right as an artist and as a human to change and become better and not do that shit no more like this is the this is the real truth here this is the ugly truth of humanity but it's not it don't make you look great you didn't get no. to dunk on them and get all the credit you know yeah and that's why they is like i said they continually move the goalposts and it's one of those things where it boils down to something i said and i will always say this people feel like once you become a status symbol whatever the status symbol that they because it's arbitrary what the individual person has determined they can strip just pure humanity from you they they can just strip it away from you and they could assume that everything you do is the worst nothing you do is out of uh kindness of your heart nothing you do is you just being a human being everything you do has to be pushed to the extremes which justify these irrational and illogical behavior it's like because anybody in their right mind would go hey this just this is crazy y'all but because they've created this online world where everything has to be amped they have to justify their actions by things like this yeah and someone brought up james gunn with them tweets Mm -hmm. And and you know what Disney did? They basically went back and was like, wait, it was just fucked up jokes 
the people who are using this to target him have a personal gripe because they don't like that he's a liberal a progressive white dude and yet he made some just some some cringe ass jokes but that is the extent of his thing he also had fucking uh confronted the jokes admitted that they were bad said he was sorry for him and the only thing is he didn't take him down and he didn't take him down out of posterity because he was like people need to see that i changed and you know we did the opposite no we going back to 2009 you're stuck here forever you should not even though you've shown through your work that you do not do this anymore we are going to try to cancel you now and it is weird is a fucked up impulse and like i said that's the reason it moves on to the next person and disney basically went man we was wrong you got your job back our bad and that's and that's and honestly everyone got the fuck over it because at the end of the day it wasn't real what you were mad about it doesn't come up it didn't come up again until i just said it right now because i saw it in the chat um anyway she says why they mad at ali and steven they didn't make that horrible joke that guy's their friend and i think they gave him grace by not saying anything at all i've seen plenty of people defend the indefensible on behalf of their friends and get dragged for it i didn't see them defending that behavior and when they finally made a statement it wasn't good enough for people you're damned if you do you're damned if you don't that's my whole fucking point in a nutshell mm-hmm. right there yeah it's just that simple you're damned if you do and that's the point if you don't. by the way that's the point right of so them they, doing so that. that they're always right yeah because mm-hmm. somebody gonna get damned because somebody need to get damned for me to have this content that's my personal belief yes sir anyway comments on youtube my mom says trayvon megan the stallion number one fan that azaro was calling him uh <laughs> start a gofundme and free trayvon i don't know about freeing him but i definitely understand his motivation to want to be at the concert <laughs> she also said put the zip ties on the baby's wrist lol <laughs> karen said that uh my mom says y'all took me out on the baby insurrectionist and then lastly i mean then s carter says my son and i were in dc and said that the bars are big enough for a small person to fit through i told him it actually happened he said i told you Mm-mm-mm. a baby but still a person and Harmon said as or as republicans call even an egg is a person okay uh in in Harmon's, they're like it's murder every time you have a period honestly you're killing babies uh in Harmon says <laughs> i enjoyed this episode thank you again you guys have me looking for the episodes i want to hear the star wars mandalorian recap uh well we aren't doing the star wars mandalorian recap uh even though we watch it mm-hmm. um and yeah recaps are work for me so it's so we pick and choose like we don't do everything like if we kind of pick and choose those types of shows yeah y'all are turning my the same way you get to be entertained by it and that's the fun for you whenever y'all say y'all want to recap you're turning my fun into work so i think just in general it this we don't do a tv recap show in general we just kind of do the a couple a year for the things we find to be fun mm-hmm. you know uh the poll should the white house build a toddler proof fence 35 percent say yes 65 percent say no yes on uh, spotify 54 percent say yes 46 percent say no yeah they got the money they got something to protect yeah they know that the stable instability at the white house would affect their stocks come so on they can't have these babies out here attacking Mm-mm. uh keep your toddlers out the white house was the comment kimmy says she just wanted a snack and a nap <laughs> much like the president Ernest says Rod and, like Karen, me. Rod, and, Rod and Karen are making light of the baby insurrectionist problem. Meanwhile, Google JR15 and see how deep the rabbit hole really goes. This message brought to you by the 1 million tip in America's pack. 
Jed Damo says, I, uh, I love beef. I'm on episode seven. I love the commentary on anger, but even on how trying to positive and not face any negative emotions can also be hurtful through George. Um, yeah, me and, uh, Bossy have been talking about beef and snowfall and stuff. We may do a this too much at some point. I don't know if it'll be both shows or not. Maybe we'll do a general, like what we've been watching kind of thing. Yeah. But I told her, cause I watched beef like straight through and i loved it so much like it is honestly possibly my favorite piece of art um this year so far you know i know it's april but it's just like uh the way the it's like a honestly like a treaties on anger and to me i think and 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 the destructiveness of it and the deflection of it like what does it mean to what are you running from when you're running towards something with anger what is it that you're actually running from it's fight or flight but what people don't realize it's not really fight or flight it's flight and fight in a lot of cases and so i really think this was one of the best illustrations of it and it gives you something to think about and how how a lot of anger really stems from loneliness and being alone Mm -hmm. and that's why a lot of times when you hear about people that used to be angry online a lot including myself and when you hear them change or become calmer or more reasoned and rational or more thoughtful or just introspective or more patient what you almost always hear go along with that is how much they move their process of friendship and group dynamics offline almost every single yes. time oh yes. i just talked to my person in uh on the phone i text them or a group chat or i do it on my podcast almost every way they move away from the group dynamics of large online spaces into smaller either smaller online spaces or offline spaces almost every fucking time it's a person that knew me in real life kind of brought something to my attention i realized i was out of pocket and i was angry all the time and it wasn't really rational and it wasn't really me mm-hmm. and i think you know beef is a great illustration of the things and the problems you're running away from when you're running to something i loved every time they would try to explain uh the main two characters ali and, and steve when they would try to explain to someone that wasn't involved in the beef it felt like how i used to feel trying to explain some shit that happened on twitter to somebody that don't be online yes me too me too and they'd be looking like why are you so mad about this who is this why the important what happened they would be so because you know what they wanted to talk about how my life was what was Mm -hmm. what was you know because me i'm they're asking how my life was and my life was twitter my life was a message board my life was it wasn't like oh this is what's happening in my job this is what's happening uh in my health this is what's happening with my relationships this is what's happening it was becoming this other thing that was a distraction from other stuff so yeah i i think um yeah i just there's so much i could say about the show i loved it i loved it uh Kadian says karen was right about people lacking emotional intelligence literally a type of intelligence one can measure has nothing to do with range of emotions felt it's mm-hmm. about examining and understanding their use mm-hmm. yeah there's nothing wrong with emotions and it's as, as, as somebody who the older i got the more i began to control my emotions because the way i was raised up and i love my family but my family 
emotions were all over the place they let their emotions dictate a lot of shit and a lot of the reasonable rational side for a lot of my family members even some of them to today just never kicked in and so i would do shit and people would be like well there's something wrong with you you're crazy nah i just nobody was there to show me how to balance my emotions everything the highs can't always be 10 and the lows can't always be 10 there has to be a middle ground and as i went through life i had to learn how to balance that and i jokes out online i can tell some of them don't have this emotional balance because everything is 10 one way or everything is 10 the opposite way and anything that's in the middle is is considered irrational and illogical and that's when i was like oh okay y'all y'all don't have this emotional balance there's there's no one here telling you this shit is ridiculous this shit deserves a two it don't deserve a 10 or this shit you actually if i analyze your real life you actually don't give a fuck about this person place or thing but somebody has told you to be mad and and boycott or whatever it may be so you lash on to those things yeah i think asking why is just it's just a a thing that puts you on the outside but it's the thing that you need i think it's the first step out of a lot of this shit is just why because it's not that people are always wrong either there's been plenty of times where i'm like i get it's not that i never understand people's emotions i just ask why because some of this shit i'm like if you ask why you'll start to see the patterns and you start to see the patterns you'll be like is this actually healthy for me is this actually what i want to do is this what i want to be all the time is this is this productive i think those are fine questions and a lot of people i feel like that's the taboo you start asking those questions it's like get this nigga out of the hive yeah you know? and they, they feel like it's a personal attack right and you know when it's not you're just trying to get to the root of the problem but when you have somebody that's not trying to solve the problem or don't think they have a problem within this there's no point in this conversation mm-hmm. uh, because this is not a two-sided conversation because i remember um i would have like emotional uh that emotional instability when we was in college uh my financial aid was fucked up and so roger would tell me he was like karen i need for you to go and you know make sure your shit is straight because they you know if, if it's their, it was their fault but it was like he was like if you don't get this shit straight nobody's gonna give a fuck about whose fault it is they're just gonna be like get your ass off out of camp off of school so every time i would go I would come back and Roger asked me about it and I was literally be in tears because like I said, it was that emotional roller coaster of me and my anxiety not and, and because of how I was raised. My mama, she didn't really press a lot of things. So I didn't really know how to press and how to demand answers and how to, uh, which was the real problem. But instead of me facing those problems, Roger talked to me, I would bust out in tears. And a lot of people use that emotion, that sadness, those tears as deflection to not solve whatever the problem is and get to the root cause of the problem. And you have to have, and, and I'll speak for me personally, you have to have somebody and let's say, fuck out them tears. Here, here's a napkin. Dry, dry your tears up. Let's actually talk about this when you're in this non-emotional state. Who, what, when, why, where, and how. And him consistently doing that made me analyze and made me realize that my sadness was not solving the problem these tears was not fixing the problem that like like it was not going to 
cause it to not exist anymore and it was not going to cause the consequences the repercussions of me being inactive not happen because i was quote-unquote sad like who gives a fuck about you being sad did you do the work or not is your financial aid straight or not like that that was the prop that was the thing yeah, that it's mattered. Just, you would have been sad and out of school yeah and so giving in to that at that moment might have even felt good it might even felt like emotionally like some sort of like either progress or affirmation but it's like you know and it's obviously like okay be sad you have a time to be sad that's fine and then there's you still have to get the thing done right and then you have to go do it and i think a lot of times though that's the we're the internet has turned into we're validating the sadness more than we're talking about the thing that needs to be done right i think that's a, a great point you're making and 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 that's the action because the thing is and like i said i'm coming from when i say these things i'm coming from somebody i'm not perfect but i have done the work so this is how i can tell these people and and this the, where they're at because i've been there right at, at some period of time in my life because you know what it took it took somebody who had my best interest at heart who wasn't taking that emotion and hyping that emotion up and justifying that emotion but also you know what else was happening i'm not getting off on your emotion correct i'm not purposely trying to put you in a state where it makes me feel needed or it makes me feel like we're in community by stoking those emotions you know it's like ugh, this is a long winding episode but it's like a lot of communities on social media are now communities based on emotions it's communities of fear communities of anger communities of anxiety anxiety stuff like that and so much of that drives community for people that you stop asking is that a good thing to build a community on because when it becomes an essential part of the community it means you can't really leave what, like if you get over your anxiety you can't be here anymore right you we're have- the anxious community it reminds me of when i would get added to these blurred communities and i told them stop adding me and start taking myself out right. because it was really about black people's racial anxiety more than it was about any enjoying anything Correct. if something if they like something it would be well how are they gonna fuck this up mm-hmm. if they didn't like something this was of course it's terrible because you know everybody's racist and black people are the, you know it's the worst for us if it was a black person that got some good news it was the wrong kind of black person or or how you know once again how it's known to not work or whatever and i just realized like oh this is actually a space for racial anxiety it's not really a space for nerding out there's no, no no the nerding here is we're sad and i knew because anytime presented you know me anytime presented like oh man i'm really excited i just saw this fan-made static shock uh trailer and oh that would be double taking well it's never gonna get made because all right okay uh you know that kind of thing it's it's, it's, it's time to leave right and the thing is the most important thing uh to go back to what i was the example for college you allowed me to feel the emotion which i think is the biggest piece Mm. and the reason why i say that is because the emotion itself is not the problem right for a lot of people the emotion itself is the problem or the emotion itself is the vehicle to justify your actions and the thing is you was like okay you are allowed to feel this but once this feeling leave you are still here and nothing has changed and this is where i was talking about i'm coming from someone who's put in the work because what would happen was 
and it took a while and shout out to Roger for for patience because what he would do he would ask me questions and I couldn't answer them and he would literally be like well go back up there until you get an answer and I would go and I would come back and I would have a little bit more information but I still wouldn't have enough and each time I would cry but the tears got less and less so I knew that I was building up the courage until it got to the point where one day he sent me back up there because I got tired of going back I was like you know what Karen don't leave this fucker until you can explain to Roderick exactly cause what was happening. They go there, they use these big words, they use these big terms. I didn't know what was happening and I couldn't explain. And that's why to me, I'm the person in meetings, even at work, whatever that, but I was like, what does that mean? And everybody was like, well, thank God. I was like, yes, cause y'all using your own language and nobody in here knows what the fuck you talking about. Everybody not. And, and then next week when the expectations is that you, everybody knew what the fuck they was talking about. You're held accountable for some shit that you didn't really know because you want to meet and to move on. And so that's what that kind of taught me where if, if, if I can explain it and they were like, well, this, I was like, what does that mean? Mm-mm-mm. Break it down a little bit more. Break. So I got to the point where I forced them to force feed me so that when you asked me a question, I had the answers. Like I, I, and I was so proud of myself. I know that might not sound like a big thing, but I was so proud of myself that I went in there and I demanded and I did not leave until I got the answers that I wanted. And that was kind of opposite of how I was raised. Yeah. I think, yeah, at some point asking the deeper question to a lot of people became like a bad thing right and you know as you just said me asking a deeper question helped you process get to the bottom of something move on find motivation and to me i'm a maybe it's just a gen x thing i'm gonna always feel that way right like it's not the emotion it's the emotion's not even the bad guy it's just processing and pushing through it is part of the process it's not the landing spot but for a lot of people it is the landing spot and that's why they're mad at ali wong because they need to be mad and they don't want to ever question why they need to be mad and i guarantee if you go on those people's timelines or whatever you'll see every third fourth post is just them mad about some shit and and we live in a world right now where people mad about a lot of stuff they can't change you know debt the government racism they the right to their own reproductive systems like there's a lot of anger out there and we're taking it out on tv shows and celebrities we're treating celebrities like politicians and politicians like celebrities right and and also it's one of those things and it makes sense to why you have people that get in their emotions but they won't vote because they're not willing yes. to push because you, the emotion was the landing spot yes it was the for them the end was the emotion you you, you yeah you're so on point with that and and for me it helped me analyze things and actually in my opinion this is me it built character like like it when i mean it built character because i'm not going to stop at the emotions and i've put like this it's it's like anything else like when you work out as you work out you get stronger Mm -hmm. and so as i begin to utilize that skill i got stronger in it you can't do it one time and then just expect it to be automatic it's Mm -hmm. something that you you've got to put the grind in every day or whenever these situations come up be aware and alert and not slip back into those old habits where for me it is a standard now if i go somewhere or somebody's trying to explain something to me for 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 me to have a have a standard where oh no no we're not gonna leave here until i understand i don't care nothing about your face turning up i don't care nothing about you getting frustrated i don't care nothing about your huffing and puffing because i've dealt with co-workers who will help no nah, i don't care nothing about that 
I'm looking past your emotions and I want you to give me the answer that I need to do my job or the answer that I need to relay this because sometimes me not knowing something can be very critical to the next decision that I'm going to make but I want to make the best decision with all the information that I have and people are making decisions and they don't have all the information and then they get mad at people they were like I want to I want to wait and I want to think and I want to wait till we get on more information you want answer now because you don't want to actually wait for the due process yeah i just feel like a lot of times it's it's, it's taboo to be like why do you niggas need this you know um but yeah uh back to this um uh roger says that keeping your foot uh keep your foot on these niggas necks so keep your toddlers out of the white house keep your foot on these niggas necks and valerie says babies are just short terrorists so i get it that's a valid point (laughs) very valid point all right let's go to the to the voicemails i think this might be my brother um he be trying to take you on a whole journey it's only 30 seconds in i feel like the song hadn't even started really uh we got voicemails uh let's check out we got one voicemail let's see who this is from what up rod and karen this is jackie i was just giving you a call leaving a message to y'all uh i thank y'all and i appreciate y'all um last week was the 30th anniversary that my dad passed and Y'all have always been a fixture, you know, just listening to you guys, just laughing with y'all, giving us the news and all that good stuff. But I just want to say thank you in particular for being a comforting thing in this time as I still grieve. I'm a lot better than I was, um, you know, when it first happened. But I just want to say I appreciate y'all and I will continue to support listen and laugh along with you guys and learn also all right man have a good one uh thank you jackie thank you baby and we always see jackie in the chat and stuff Mm -hmm. hanging out um uh pretty much a fixture of the chat room at this point Mm -hmm. um and you know i played ball with him before and stuff uh real cool dude so Mm -hmm. we appreciate you jackie and you know obviously we we offered our condolences at the time but Mm -hmm. you know i feel like that's a process that's you know grief is never done no, with people no it's not you know it's it kind of comes and goes yes, at times yes, it so does. uh and i'm man i'm happy to be putting anything into this world that brings people comfort mm-hmm. uh thoughtfulness because i don't like that's the other thing too i might f- i feel strong as fuck about everything i'm saying right now as i always do but sometimes something else happens and you change your mind there's times we've changed over the years there's times mm-hmm. where um and there's also just like the conversation and the thought that i want to have with karen and and y'all here is hopefully something you're not getting everywhere because i think not sorry i'm trying to find a way to say this that doesn't disparage a lot of other podcasts (laughs) 
Yeah, trying to. <laughs> yeah. That's the hard part. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, but, but like, there's a industry of black folks that just repeat black Twitter's mm-hmm. thesis of the day back to black Twitter. Yeah, there's a lot of podcasts, and they that. and and they to me are just as flawed with the incongruence, with the lack of nuance, with the lack mm-hmm. of thought, and they mostly come off fake because I 100 percent feel like if I sat at a table with those people they would not really feel that way or not feel it strongly they not even strongly the way they're talking they will be like oh no no niggas is tripping but i gotta do my show yeah and my show don't like uh insert random person here Mm -hmm. so i so i can't fuck with them but oh i don't have a real problem with that person no you see what I'm saying? Like I get, I get those vibes from a lot of shows, and I just don't want to do a fake ass show like that. Mm-mm. I would like y'all to feel like at least y'all are getting some reality here. And I think just like all good comedy and all good art, the unifying thing is in the individualism. It's in Karen telling y'all about her experience on the campus with financial aid and all that. At some point, y'all were in that in those shoes just maybe not the same shoes somewhere in your life you was like oh yeah i wasn't speaking up or i might be going through that now and i'm i need to push through this so i can get to where i need to go and i think that's what makes something i think that's what makes the blackout tips dope i don't think just just us all sitting around pretending to be fake ass like uh (laughs) this tweet was popular on twitter and i agree with it because i need y'all to talk about me the same way uh, fuck that shit right and it's not the same and uh when when you talk about uh the uh emotions now uh i'm to the point to where sometimes Roger gotta tell me to calm down because now i don't get sad when shit happened i get angry and i and i get into fix it mode like what can we do to fix this and we gonna get this right and uh yes let me live by my name and let me get to emailing people and typing letters i become the whole full-fledged uh uh, white woman of color on shit now like so i went almost like to the opposite end where i was like well what you ain't gonna do uh, ooh, you finna try. <laughs> I, I become that person all right let's go to the emails it's the last thing mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Welcome to the Snapple Market Auditory Experience. Close your eyes. Imagine you're walking into your neighborhood store. You make your way to the back and reach for your favorite Snapple flavor. You can't wait. You take a sip. Whoa, that's a lot of flavor. Mm -hmm. What 
flavor are you holding? Now, open your eyes and check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavorful Snapple near you. Um, all right, emails. Aaron writes saying, hey, y'all, I read a tip somewhere that said to read three or four star reviews because they're more realistic and would talk about the positives and the negatives of a product. I don't really trust multiple five star reviews anymore because they all seem fake. I mean, I'd agree with that, except I'd be dropping five-star reviews for everything. Me too. And our podcast policy, nigga. What you talking about? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) You say four stars, we don't see it. We're blind. You wrote the wrong place. Mm -mm. Uh, Leonard Brothers, BGOL was a one-stop shop. Now, I knew his horny ass was up on Okay? (laughs) I don't know what his username is, but I'm sure. (laughs) Leonard was like, I was in the house, my nigga. I'm sure he was there. (laughs) You know he was. If I I was there. SOH. He was on all the boards. If they had a betting odds, I don't know about SOHH, but they had a betting odds of who was on BGOL in our audience. Leonard Brothers is in the top top three. Yes, and he went number three. (laughs) Uh, Right, and you know who wasn't on there? JL Covan. I'm sure he wasn't. No. Leonard Brothers says, "What up, yo? Shout out to the person who mentioned BGOL in last feedback show. Man, that place was the shit." lol rod i know you and some of my other favorite podcasters were on the osohh mrs boy back in the day i was never a member there told you Ah, but i used to read that shit all the time i actually discovered bgol because of sohh board okay he was around he just he just never signed up okay like you said the initial draw to bgol was the porn but once i started looking around i realized there's a lot more than that on there it really like i really i know how it sounds to y'all that's never heard of this or don't care but i really cannot stress it was actually like a hub a one shop stop it was like a place for black people that were attracted to black women to hang out and talk but also like it was more than that because there were boards that you know with women on them and stuff that was like it wasn't all just horned up dudes jacking off it was it was a message board that just wasn't uh that just had porn on it too like anyway i actually did post a lot for a while i'm not gonna tell y'all my screen name though i knew i know but whatever whether i was posting or just scrolling through some of the different pages on the board i came across a ton of dope interesting content everything from topical discussion silly shit software movies oh software nigga nigga oh the programs i used to download off of bgol it really don't make no because there was like a thread for everything and i'm talking about i was getting the microsoft office suite off of that shit like they'd be like download this shit unzip it on your computer and put this password in and now you got microsoft office Office suite and that's when them bitches was expensive to get you paying hundreds of dollars for the whole suite and listen i'm not even finna pretend like because some of y'all like really you downloaded it nigga i was downloading the porn <laughs> if they was if, if the if the viruses was on the shit they already got me so why not get a useful program <laughs> like <laughs> why not be able to type in my reports now without having right. to go to the to the lab to the computer let, lab let me get fruity loops and now me and my brother putting the album out like <laughs> yeah shit why not yes and honey computer last part don't exist no more everybody got their own computer back in the day you didn't have a computer in your room or a laptop and no shit like that so you gotta take your ass to the computer lab it was my <laughs> karen's on she made a different point but I oh my you. bad i understand your point <laughs> yes it was my i wasn't on the computer lab on black girl online that's crazy 
uh they monitor those computers. no i was talking about the for microsoft suites um yeah because you know some people were just getting personal computers so you might have had a computer that didn't have suites. oh you mean your yeah oh no a lot of the computers didn't come with that at the time i don't know if people remember this i mean it's a long time ago but you would buy a computer and you know from like dell or some shit and they'd be like oh you can pay extra and get microsoft office and Mm -hmm. i'd be like oh no i'm gonna just download that shit free off black girl online thank you Mm -hmm. I'll take it without the two hundred dollar package. Appreciate you. And that's and that's what I was saying. Yeah, you we. Know, I'm with you computer. now. Yeah, it's just we was talking about two different things. Oh, so. <laughs> my bad, my sometimes, bad. Sometimes, no one just. I'm sorry. Yeah, sometimes you go off on your own thing. It's fine. <laughs> uh, it was. It's like a show for like part of the audience is like, oh yeah. Uh, it was my. <laughs> Some I bet somebody was like, oh yeah, I remember computer apps. It was my <laughs> <laughs> memory lane. It was my one stop shop for a long time. So lots of wild and ugly shit on there too. Yep. I think in a lot of ways my experience there helped prepare me for social media. I for sure. Social media message boards definitely got me ready for social media. Like I hit social media with the ground running because I was just like, oh, I've been here. I, there was no type of person I hadn't seen. Mm-hmm. And also the real blessing of it was that it showed me without truly becoming like trying to outdo these people because I know these people that try to outdo the trolls and I don't respect those people and I think it those people are horrible people for real in real life and that's why you got people where their old tweets are saying shit like dark skinned black women ain't shit because because mm-hmm. they wanted to outdo the trolls they were in a troll competition yes what for me it did was show me the pitfalls of those type of people and i didn't want to be like them but it showed me that those people were out there and a lot of people weren't ready for that and, yeah, somebody I, and it like showed me. me that arguing with them and going back and forth with them and escalating i saw the pitfalls of that because i had seen someone be docs before i had seen someone be revenge porn before i had seen someone be threatened online i had seen so much shit that i never got on twitter and felt like well this ain't real life i was always kind of like oh yeah at least i always had a little more knowledge than others i still made mistakes and tweeted shit that i'm sure i regret because it's impossible to tweet that many things over that long period of time without learning and growing but i just didn't hit the ground completely thinking it was all made up i still remember very popular users would be on twitter like posting pictures of their titties and shit and i'll be like wow that person does not understand everyone's gonna see everyone can see this and it's forever Mm -hmm. so like 10 years from now when you've made changes and decided to be like a chef yeah, change someone's plan. just gonna be like remember look at her titties like mm-hmm. because these aren't good people there's mm-hmm. no, there should be no assumption of community or f- f- like you we used to have a saying s-o-h-h is for the wolves and that's how it felt when i got on twitter it's like this is still wolf territory this ain't safe right and it's also uh one of those things where for a lot of people, they still keep their handles, or some have changed their handles and just literally deleted their tweets. And so next thing you know, I'm like, well, damn, how you get the one again? That's because they was like, nope, fuck all that. Yep. So uh, he goes on to say, I think that's true for everyone that was on the message boards when they were popping anyway. That's all I got for now. Peace. Yep. And I mean, little brother still kind of run his shit like BGOL. Like, if it's a Instagram <laughs> model... Or somebody out there that that's got the titties popping. Instagram be telling on you. You gonna see? I'm not talking about Instagram. I'm talking about his Twitter. Oh, okay. So he'll be on Twitter, and if it's like a, you know, sundress season, my nipples popping out through this dress. Little Brothers is retweeting that. 
and i appreciate him for that because i do want to see even I if i don't appreciate you my even brother. if i i would not do the same thing at this point and even if i'm just like i'm never gonna pretend to be somebody i'm not is you know my whole instagram is like oh you would like to show me your butt i would like to see it so ah! i've i've still i've never changed from the bgol days i just am a gentleman now okay <laughs> but you're not you're not arby's dnd dice says the the uh the date on these articles oh so this dude scott said in the date on the article is april 17th not april 1st i don't trust it, it can't be real why would anyone buy or own D- dungeons and dragons dice from arby's so arby's has a set of dungeons and dragons dice what oh is it promoting the movie i guess so but the movie's out been out for over a month mm-hmm. and this is my fucking point guys <laughs> who is buying these dice no one and you know why because it's a money laundering organization <laughs> they're not selling anything in and they clear they're not even white they're not selling beef and cheddars or fucking 12-sided dice because they don't need to because it's about <laughs> drug money they got the beef i'm sure their books are on the books they're like oh yeah we sold 20 million sets of dice it's like 20 million sets of dice that's that don't add up well that's what we did <laughs> who bought all these dice and don't look in the background and see these dice looking like crystal pieces don't look in the back and see Pusha T fucking in there in the kitchen cooking something up don't worry about that Mm. the only thing that touched them pots is cocaina Mm -hmm. nothing to see here uh absolutely hilarious this is our girl uh Sid who says god damn this weed is hidden high rod is absolutely my favorite rod mostly because I listen to the show high so that's how I'll be feeling too Damn. so then you got the hook up dm me on instagram girl i need to I'm, I'm almost out of gummies karen you are brilliant and i love the way nigga slides out your mouth so smooth and southern love y'all heart emoji thank you thank love you, you too. It's, it's my favorite word to say dm me about the weed the gummies uh 2698 <laughs> grievous aggregators i'm almost out uh hello karen and rod this will be some tmi about myself but i'm trying to make a point lol all right aaron go on i started going to therapy at the beginning of the year and it's helped me a lot one of the things i it's helping me a lot one of the things i had to come to terms with myself is a constant need to keep my mind busy because i'm scared to be alone with my thoughts and sit with myself while i don't use social media as much anymore i keep myself busy by listening to podcasts watching tv shows movies going out to eat hanging with friends every weekend etc therapy is helping me realize that i'm uncomfortable with my thoughts because i'm scared to think about my life what happened to me growing up dealing with my parents and others and just not being comfortable with who i am hence the need to constantly do things i'm doing better now but i'm still it's still a lot of work i say all this because maybe one of the reasons love to people love to hate to have people love to have hate communities online and are always trying to pick apart celebrities and shows and everything else we see in the media is because they could not be okay with themselves and not ready to deal with their own personal lives so they need to project their insecurities on the others and they also get validation and they that they can't give to themselves nigga that's bars a hundred percent agreed yes you have hit the nail on the head it's one of those things to where um like I said, this is coming from somebody who has been there. So for me personally, there's always truth behind that. Like I, I kind of, I'm to the point now where when somebody comes at me with heavy emotions, and this is where the emotional intelligence, I have to look past the the emotion that's staring me in the face 
and look behind it and be like okay there's something else going on but you're hiding that with this anger or you're hiding that with this yelling or you're hiding that with this projection or you're hiding that with this sadness to distract the fact that you don't want to face the problem and i've come to what you were saying before all jokes aside i feel like and it's not everybody i feel like some reason why some people have big families is because they, they use their children and their mate as a distraction to uh, uh not deal with their own lives because as long as they can have the excuse of oh i'm pouring into my kids or i'm pouring into my mate or i'm pouring into these other things they never have to sit with the reality of um let me get in my own thoughts and the reason why i said is because as children grow up and leave and begin to do their own shit all of a sudden you're sitting there looking at your mate significant other or however your family dynamic is and all that shit comes back up 20 30 40 50 years later you didn't resolve nothing you just delayed it the thing for me is like uh the process like i love how you talk about therapy helping them because what i think people hear and i'm sure some of them heard it today even though it's not something we said what people hear is like y'all mad over a joke damn bitch you know like that's what they're hearing but what i'm saying is i understand finding that joke distasteful and possibly even offensive or to not even be a joke that maybe he really did do that shit i understand the anger that comes from that Mm -hmm. then you find out context it happened in 2014 okay well 2014 seems like the time to be the most upset about it it is nine years later uh nobody else came forward nobody came forward actually not even one person came forward he's like even on some like uh he does this okay um he apologized for it okay not a, a, a funny joke dude bro cringe apology but still um so at this you know and then we now want to step to the next segment which is and now we need to destroy this product and the people who made it just tangentially because he was in it Mm -hmm. because they know him in real life and are friends with him and are not as disgusted as those of us who just found out about 2014 comments in a two-minute clip on twitter those are the those are the questions those are the moments where you start to go wait i'm i'm with you on a Mm-hmm. the joke i don't like the joke is at least it's very distasteful and it does make me suspicious of him nine years later he can't be the seventh bill person on a tv show or else the first two people build and the creator are a trash i'm sorry i actually don't agree with that i actually do think that's too far and i'm and i'm fine and i don't feel like i'm a bad person or need to prove to you that i'm a good person in any way it doesn't really say much about me either way because i didn't do any of this shit so it's crazy enjoying it watching it or not watching it has no reflection on me or you to me the need for the community around the agri around the uh agreements of it that says more about it the, about you to me that's the part that makes it go huh and i love that people are doing the work and going i don't need that and there's a whole shit ton of people that are going to be doing this shit for years to come because we didn't now know how social media would affect us Mm-mm. and now therapists i'm sure in every office are dealing with the shit that we've seen and dealt with that we wouldn't have unless it was for social media and i think that's good work to be doing uh agreed and it's also uh for me 
uh, one of the reasons why Roger bought it up and the person that's, that wrote the letter even bought it up. Guess what? They started doing shit offline. I started going to see mm-hmm. real friends. Like, 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 like. It is a shit. I, I keep saying every one of these stories, you're gonna see the same commonality. Is eventually it gets into a smaller social circle and pulling you towards offline. The online part of this is the part that's crazy. I'm sure people listen to our show all the time that aren't on social media, and they're like why are they talking about this why are they obsessed with this why do they care about this and it's like because i've been through it and yeah. i wish there was a podcast that was talking like this that yes. wasn't that wasn't some like opposite version of podcast which is you know the right wing version of this is the these fucking liberals and the cancel culture woke. i'm not like that i can understand the problem with the first joke and uh, and not agreeing with it but I am like, mm, when you're telling me to burn down the village and you're getting out the pitchforks, I think I can ask you like why. Yeah. And if we, you, we and if that, these reasons. and if that's offensive to you, maybe you should think about why. Because you know what I'm not offended by? Or why? Cause some people write in here all the time. Why? How come y'all feel this way? Why about this? Or can you, yes. Cause I actually have thought about it. Anyway, and people get offended when they haven't thought about it, and that's yeah. why that, that why that anger and that defense mechanism kind of uh, 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 springs up. And also, the thing about it is, once you quote unquote begin to realize these things, you begin to move more of certain activities offline. All of a sudden, the online connections aren't as tight and aren't as close and i can't speak for nobody else but it was an emotional shift and almost a relief sometimes and all of a sudden then when you go back online you have a different set of eyes and you view it differently you're still on there but you view it differently and you see the traps and you see the things that triggered you and you see the things that made you do these things and you adjust your behavior accordingly uh john says good morning alpha rod and activist karen rod i am so here for your grievous aggregator serving tr- preach it is so true and you can see it everywhere the focus of your discussion was on pretty and trivial stuff but even when it's serious and important issues the same addiction to constant outrage is really common in the world of activism finding and calling out injustice is righteous and gets you a lot of clout with other activists and organizers so naturally it's very easy to fall into the same cycle where you're just on a never-ending quest to sustain indignation it's really addictive it can really lead to some messy and unhealthy places and not just for the individual i I would posit that this constant need to be outraged is something that vladimir putin recognized and weaponized with disinformation campaigns to help elect trump and effectively get us to where we are today come on because at the end of the day it's the same psychological condition that fuels lynch mob behavior the reason online dog pals happen so often is because they feel good righteous and powerful and there is a whole environment set up to reward everyone who joins in and stigma to stigmatize anyone who doesn't um yeah i i agree completely with that I've, i'm watching this i finished watching this docuseries and the first three episodes i highly recommend it's called uh web of make-believe it's on netflix but if you really want to look into like online how how online stuff and these tools has really warped us or allowed people to like manipulate and become different people and be cruel and be uh punitive and be all this stuff you should look into it and i think it's an easy watch for most people because it's all on the side of the stuff we already agree about like you won't be challenged philosophically but i would challenge you to think about even the people you agree with and the tools like the like the tools of doxing somebody even when it's our side is still doxing somebody right the tools of uh, ostracization the, the 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 relationships people build because they're damaged quote unquote and alone and 
you know dealing with psychological issues and stuff all that stuff i think people should would be you know edified to, to see that docuseries on a related note i just so happened to stumble across this uh, article how to stop how to spot collective narcissism in social media posts yesterday anyways one of the great ironies about all this is how these grievance aggregators seem totally unaware that what they do is essentially no different than tucker crossing my nigga right it's, it's, i mean it's, uh, this is a white person i'm sorry no, not my nigga but you know what i mean my person <laughs> my dude whatever yeah, yes 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 and and that's the thing they both are the opposite end they are a reflection of each other and the, the extreme is the extreme on both ends and when you try to tell somebody that you are literally no difference they were like i'm different no you're not the action the foundation of what you're doing is no different yeah and and like i said we when it's other people we see it right we just don't want to see it in our people man i don't blame you because who the fuck want to think about the people that they're consuming as wait a minute uh motherfucker you every time i look at your feed you got me mad about something Mm -hmm. am i being manipulated am i being used like what does this mean why the fuck i don't want to think about it because it also means i need to accept i can be used i need to accept that i can be manipulated and have been so i think those things are are, are fucking huge but you just don't see people really talk about it yes and to piggyback on what you were saying because once you admit that you have to admit that you've been duped which means you have to also admit that you're at fault which means you also have to acknowledge the actions that you did and for some people depending on the situation which means you also have to acknowledge for some people they have this thing but it's hard for them to forgive themselves which means it's hard for them to move well, on also what we're really i think bigger than everything you just said even though everything you just said is valid the real thing with online is you're going to lose your community yes you are and most people are too scared they too scared to lose their community i've mm-hmm. seen it happen there are people i know who are fucked up that have large communities right the fuck now and as people watch them be fucked up they stay in the community Mm -hmm. you know they watch them be fucked up to other people and yet they kick it with them because it's like yeah because at some point i would have to leave this and be like find more people find different start over and Mm -hmm. i just would rather stay with what i know does this person say some toxic shit every once in a while sure do they act up do they go off on people do they yeah but not me yet you know and and i think a lot of people are getting down like that because it's kind of like we never stopped being in junior high you know Agreed. uh i'm only a couple episodes in the beef but really loving it so far but even in swarm though it wasn't as front and center as the focus it felt like dre's obsession was just as much about addiction to rage as it was about her parasocial relationship with naja it definitely was uh i think dre's entire thing was how fucked up her life was and the obsession with naja and the obsession with finding people online that didn't that didn't like naja and all that shit all that stuff was like i don't want to think about how i can't make the rent i don't want to think about how i'm living in my car i she was down bad you know i don't want to think about you know the 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 reception or lack of reception people had towards my sexuality i don't want to think about being bullied as a kid i don't want to think about this shit so but i think about naja and that makes me happy so everything's gonna come about that 
hope for more closure or even a, a come up is for the in the finale episode but i guess that's why donald teased us with the only god makes happy endings i.e i know you viewers all want to see dre crushed or have to come to jesus moment but nah here's what you're getting lol i actually think it was deeper than that i think it's is the we know she got just we know she was brought to justice because the episode before that so the episode before that feels like a documentary but the whole point of that documentary is to be like she actually we know who she is because she got caught right so then the next episode after that is i think when it says only god makes happy endings it's dre's happy ending because nija is her god and that whole like ending that we're talking about um without giving it too much of a it's 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 like a way that they could not queen and slim this shit and i think that's why it was so goddamn brilliant like that idea is something that is extremely hard to get around when you write a protagonist who is the karmic debt they have for doing terrible things needs to be paid right and here they go is like the that happens off screen essentially we never really see her really get arrested or any of that shit we just kind of see her get her happy ending in her mind and i think that was fucking brilliant i think that yeah i once again a show no one got to talk about because y'all rather talk about what you don't like and now i gotta y'all want to spend time arguing about donald glover and not donald glover and erasing the work of the black women that made the show work and wrote all the shit y'all rather do that shit than be like let's i would like to engage with this art and so i don't find it worthwhile even discussing right always love when mike kaplan joins the show he's so funny and brings great insights into mindfulness he could make serious bank if he ever decided to start a cult for hippie white people he hell i'd probably join he probably could (laughs) um shouldn't have shaved down his beard if you want to make that cult money rod i know there was stiff competition for your february calendar but damn clarence thomas seemed like he's just miles ahead of everyone else well that's why he was the last that's why he was the last one for the for february like every time you think he can't get any worse he just like hold my nazi memorabilia i i wonder do jason whitlock and the rest all have michael jordan style posters of clarence on their wall <laughs> well, none of these, let's do a spy too well that's the problem none of these people would ever have black people on their walls art so Aww uh dude is something else at least he's crushing the black capitalist game p.s the best part about karen sudden burst in volume are windows involved the n-word and i have to suddenly frantically try and roll my windows up before my mostly black and latino (laughs) neighbors get the wrong idea it always keeps me on my toes cheers stay safe john oh you living dangerous (laughs) i'm not trying to get you hurt baby yeah you living dangerous over there oh somebody uh just sent in a youtube comment so this is now the last thing john wick took me the fuck out of here had me spilling my ramen out seriously i also happened to volunteer in a wild animal rescue facility and had to grab a few opossums up just like that had gloves by nature of the work but just wash hands very well if you, if you didn't if you don't like she didn't tail holding doesn't hurt them their tails are made for it the they love to hiss and growl like they're fierce but it's the show that they mostly just want to be left alone and most often <laughs> run away the babies are kind of ugly uh, the ugly kind of adorable 
uh fun fact i learned while volunteering is that they don't carry rabies as their internal body temperature is too low for the virus to survive and they eat mosquito eggs and larvae helping to control the bug population Mm. ugly but useful critters they are thank you carrie moon thank you i did not know that and that's it guys that's the whole show uh we uh appreciate everybody for coming through we did a lot of talking yeah it was a feed it was an old school feedback with a very long one now a lot of people are gonna skip but they're gonna miss a lot of good conversations and thoughts and uh a lot of the motherfuckers honest to god like not to toot our horns a lot of you motherfuckers need to hear this shit and that's the sad part the people that need to hear this shit will never hear it Mm-mm. and i'm not saying you just need to listen to what we say and do what we tell you i'm saying you need to think about this shit you don't have to land where we land Mm-mm. but the lack of thought and the instant reaction to everything is fucking it's draining it, you dog it, and if you can't see how it's destroying you how it's harmful and it's been years of it and it's unending man i really feel bad for you because mm-hmm. it's gonna have a cost at some point and you don't have to always be carrying the fucking sword for everybody mm-hmm. you know i've seen y'all i've the, the angriest people online i've seen the stuff they share about their real lives and no wonder nigga it's not rocket science we're not you know we're not all that unique guys human beings are almost like robots if some shit is going wrong it's a reason why you need to be canceling the next celebrity because you don't want to think about you know the the rent or you don't want to think about the job or the relationship y'all know what it is so anyway man uh appreciate y'all and we'll be back with you soon. Um, it's going to be a really busy week for me the next couple weeks. Um, so uh, some we may or may not get to the five shows a week. We'll see. Until then, I love you. I love you too. Mwah. Mwah.